everybody. <clears throat> Welcome to another episode of Crimes, Killers, Cults. And beer. And beer. Although this guy Ein isn't beer. this guy isn't German. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, bruh. I totally know what's up with this, bro, man. Let me tell you. Because he is from my neighborhood. Yeah. Um, did you by any chance read through the notes that I sent you? I took a quick glance at them. Yeah, there's a there's a there's an oops in there. Kind of embarrassing. You'll you'll know it when we get there. <laughs> but it was just an oversight on my part when I was researching this. I totally left out a segment. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, but we will get there. Anyway, I'm Bill and joining us again once again is um Matthew Brockmeyer from Murder Coaster. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen. One of the, one of the cooler podcasts out there <laughs> oh you know it <laughs> <laughs> one of the scary ones <laughs> so um yeah I've, I've had a pretty crazy day today so let's just go ahead and jump right I, I did get to see the thunderbirds fly over at the orange bowl game today though the mythological creatures the f-16 jets because oh. <laughs> that that game was today at the Dolphins Stadium, and I was leaving that area, and I just happened to look up and saw them fly over. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> well, there you go. Yep. So, um, anyway, just a, a crazy Florida man and a crazy California man drinking beer, talking about true Cheers. crime. Yeah. So, what are you drinking? I am drinking Deschutes uh, Porter Black Butte from Oregon. I'm drinking Bud Light. Good beer. (laughs) It's about the opposite of that. Drinking (laughs) beer so thick and black, you could stand a spoon up in it. You could um, you could lubricate your car's engine with it. Yeah, there you go. Oil. (laughs) So, um, Paul will not be joining us today. He's, um, as I mentioned before, he's a member of the National Guard and he's training for an upcoming um, deployment. And he has to be up super early in the morning. You know, he was up super early this morning and he's got to do the same thing tomorrow. So he and he, I talked to him a little bit before we got started. He was here briefly before we hit record and he was just done. <laughs> but but he's don't worry he's not going anywhere he's well he is he's just going to bed (laughs) (laughs) so well today's episode's about a marine so yeah kind of kind of fitting um and you picked this one for me you said you said do wayne adam ford the only catch is i gotta get i get to be on the episode too i'm like okay done (laughs) we're having a little uh contest about who's crazier humboldt county or florida you probably got us beat but i had to throw in some of our crazies as you covered the uh the uh witch killers who uh made a little stand in humboldt there yeah a witch (laughs) did did you like our little um audio from the from the um the press conference 
Yeah. <laughs> Why do witches burn? <laughs> I totally went there. Well, today we're covering Wayne Adam Ford. And he's an American serial killer born December 3rd, 1961 in Petaluma, California. <sighs> Some sources say he was a long truck driver, a long haul truck driver. Other sources say that he was a cement truck driver. But then again, I've never seen a cement truck with a sleeper cab on it. So I'm going with long haul. Oh, he was both. Oh. He, he did all kinds of stuff. He drove a school bus. Uh, one of his main things was karaoke. He was a karaoke DJ all over. He's uh, worked all kinds of stuff. He's a jackass of all trades? Yes, he was. I think that's the name of the episode, jackass of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have been in here. Yeah, you met a little 19-year-old um, girly at a karaoke bar. But I'm sure they got up and sang Summer Nights together. okay and he um he killed at least four women by strangulation and dismembered three of the women and when it comes to these freeway freeway ah, freeway killer like this or whatever i always say at least three of them or that we know of or whatever because you just never know i mean yeah i'm gonna say that counts much higher uh yeah I mean, he admitted to also like uh, uh, strangling until they were knocked out cold. Fifty women, he said, fifty at least, and he would use CPR to bring them back to life. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Several that was left bound. Well, that was the omission in my um, in my notes that I was talking about when we started. <clears throat> I to- I totally didn't come across that information initially. Uh, we'll we'll get there, <laughs> but. Yeah, and he was sentenced to death in 2006 for his crimes. And um, his father, Gene, was an American soldier. Or John. Is it Gene or John? Gene. Gene. Gene and Karen. Karen? Okay. Why do I have Bridget? I have Bridget here. As the mom? I thought the mom's name was Karen, man. I thought it was Bridget. Bridget. We'll just, we'll just refer to her as his mom. But his mother was a German Im- immigrant. And I, I think Bridget. Karen, right? dude. Karen, Karen? Jean, yeah. Never met a German, a natural born German named Karen, though. Oh, her, her middle name. It's Karen Bridget Danziger. Oh, okay. I, I must have mm-hmm. seen that, the full name, and just ran with the middle name. Okay, yes. we'll, we'll call her Born Karen. January nineteen forty two. Yeah, if I if I um if I call her if I call her Bridget at some point, I'll try to call her Karen. But if I call her Bridget, we we know what we're, what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they they divorced um after a ten year. She was only nineteen years marriage. old when they hooked up, which I think is interesting. And and she just wanted to leave home really badly. Yeah, but uh, but she got with a chucklehead though. Mm-hmm. Well, well, she chuckles. She chuckles heads too. I mean, she's a character, you know. She uh, she became a hippie and moved to India eventually, and she was um not the best mother, and uh, she was very. I mean, she's so young, nineteen, to have a kid, and she just wasn't very affectionate with the children. And uh, well, yeah. she's German. <laughs> 
I'm, well, I'm, I'm Brock Maya right here. Dude. But oh man, um, <laughs> but when the <laughs> when the marriage began to end, Jean was stationed in Okinawa, Japan. Now, Wayne was the product of marital rape. And according to Karen. According uh, of to course, Gene. I mean, it's interesting when you see the timelines here, because I've read a lot of interviews with both of them. And um, of course, you know, Gene disagrees. But you know that Karen's mom says that she was the product of rape as well. So if that was true, it would be two generations of rape made this serial killer. <sighs> Which is, uh, I don't, you know, it, there's so much we don't know about psychopathy and sociopathy. How much is uh, a is, freaking is, movie monster origin story there? Yeah, yeah, right. You know, how much of it is genetic? How much of it is, um, you know, uh, is is learned? But um, if it is genetic, I mean, that right there, product of a rape, product of a rape. It's uh, so uh, yeah. And he was a. Uh, I, I think that he was. Uh, a rapist and we don't know about all of his rape victims well, i mean he was he, he was obviously a rapist he he was there are victims that came out you know but um i think that he was a serial rapist and we don't know the half of it that's my yeah you're probably opinion. right and there probably are um some of his children running around other than the one that we know about oof oh boy just just move out of california hell no <laughs> Well, I mean, this happened in my backyard. I live in Arcata, California. Uh, the bridge where he dumped the torso is right down the street from me. And um, I'll tell you a little bit about Humboldt County. It's the size of Connecticut. Uh, a lot of people don't realize just how big California is. So just this county that I'm in is the size of Connecticut. And that's not even the biggest county in California. Right. And, um, you know, that we have one side that's coastal. And then the other side goes up into some mountains and uh, it's incredibly rural. It's almost, it's just like these huge redwood forests and um, only the Northern part of the, the Northwestern part of the County is really densely populated. We have a college there. Uh, it used to be called Humboldt state, but now it's called Humboldt Cal Poly. And, um, and that's in Arcata. And then right below it, it's the city of Eureka where a lot of this story takes place as well. They're on a big bay. Yeah, Eureka comes up in a lot of. Eureka comes up in a and quite a few serial killer stories. Mm, like, like what? I don't know. I just it just I've heard it before. <laughs> <laughs> you might have been on the Witch Killers. I don't know, I, but I know I've heard that name come up, and I've driven. Well, I have no. Actually, I've never driven through the northern part of California. Farthest north I've ever been is Sacramento. Like where, um, mm -hmm. where Donner's Pass comes out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's east of Sacramento, Tahoe yeah, area, Truckee. Yeah, that's the that's the furthest. <clears throat> I mean, Sacramento is the furthest north I've ever been in um, California. Well, if you I've look at the map there, that is exactly where uh, the um, the one line state line goes diagonal, and the other one goes straight vertical, and right where they two meet. It's pretty much Lake Tahoe. And then half mm -hmm. of Lake Tahoe is in Nevada. Right. And then you drive all the way down it and come out in Sacramento, and then you're in um, Richard Chase territory. 
totally. Well, there's all kinds of shit in Sacramento, man. That's that's a crazy place. They call it the armpit of California. <laughs> it's also the capital. Yeah. Necrophilia was legal in California until Arnold Schwarzenegger signed a law to make it illegal when he was governor. I did know that. Not all humans are apes. Right. Some of them some of them like to get to the chopper. Get to the chopper. <laughs> well, so, um, you know, uh Wayne was a very sensitive little kid. He clung to his mother. They settled down in a Petaluma, like you're saying. And he um hit whereas his older brother, Rodney, was a bit of a more feisty wild one. And um, they would often get into disputes, and their grandfather would make them box. Did you hear about this? He would no, make I didn't hear the fight it out. Yeah, which I always think is you know a recipe for disaster. Like especially when you have little kids like that. And Wayne, being obviously the little brother and the sensitive one, you know, he got the shit kicked out of him, which is sad. <sighs> we covered one where these two brothers would like literally fist fight and everything. And then they would actually start shooting each other. I'm thinking, I'm wanting to say it was Henry Lee Lucas, but I might I could be wrong. <laughs> you can't believe a thing that guy says anyway. <laughs> oh, it might not have It was a peewee. I can see that with him. I don't think it was peewee. It was crazy it carnies. Might... Actually, you know what? I, not... Yeah, I think it was peewee. Yeah, sounds about right. So, one of our one of our funniest episodes <laughs> oh, they're all funny well most of them um, we're gonna do an episode about the writer that was writing his autobiography we're getting sidetracked here but we are uh, i don't know if you know all about that it's really fascinating well th that biography i mean you know final truth. I mean, he had the final truth <laughs> you ever see the last last podcast on the or listen to the last <laughs> podcast episode on him yeah this year's the final truth and that's the final I, truth. I this is the final truth. And that is the absolute final truth. Like a redneck Ross Perot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> they called him the redneck Manson. That was like one of his nicknames. Boy, we are going out into left field now, aren't we? Yeah. Enough about old Pee Wee. Ah, Pee Wee. <laughs> but, uh, but Gene treated Karen like property and he would take her whenever he wanted and he also abused her in front of wayne and his brother rodney and later bridget later karen left gene and moved back to california and there karen began an affair with gene's 15 year old brother billy yes <laughs> but like, it, it, like some young they, and they like some keep together it. he comes back and he's like he tells his little brother well, you should probably stay away from her. She's fucking crazy. But then they hook back, they hook back up for a while. Well, he chased the, he chased the two of them around the house with a gun. <laughs> it depends. Yeah, I could just I just I could just picture that scene. You get back here, get get you fucking my wife, you know, little brother. If you wasn't my little brother, I'd shoot your dad. You touch her again. Why, why am I talking like Pee Wee? <laughs> he doesn't sound like Pee Wee. But uh. Anyway, oh, but Gene, uh, he is so cute. I like your little brother so much. I like his peewee. <laughs> oh, God. oh, man. 
so um gene came back and he learned of the affair and he exploded and the marriage even went downhill even further but they did um get back together as we were saying but they soon divorced and gene and karen both found new partners and wayne didn't like this he he didn't like it at all he 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 completely rebelled he yeah, he, he turned did. into a bad child he mm-hmm. um one of the things he did was he hit a pregnant teacher at school and was suspended which is that's i mean he's showing violence towards wit- women right away right there that's a huge red flag another yeah. wild thing he did is he broke into the ace hardware store and he didn't just like find an open window or see an open door he actually planned this out brought rope climbed onto the roof opened up the roof hatch and lowered himself down in rope and grabbed all this shit. But the really wild thing was he was never caught, but it was like very big news that this had happened. But he told his brother, he told his brother about it, Rodney about it, which he is constantly, as we'll see throughout this episode, trying to confess to his older brother, telling his older brother about, the, the the things that he's doing which is a, it's very interesting it's a very odd. yeah and this and he is a lot different a lot more different from a lot of other serial killers out there because yeah you know, just like he's doing all this shit and he doesn't care about his he doesn't care about the fact that he's doing it as he's doing it but he later feels serious remorse for it and actually that's not even true sometimes he does care about it as he's doing it and he stops right right so so but he's, like he's, a lot of people put the blame on this on the uh, severe head injury he he encountered, which we'll get to right. in a minute. But I think it's important to notice that to, to that he hit a pregnant teacher and was suspended to school long before any of that, and he was already showing antisocial um, traits. So we can't put all the blame on that. You know, right. he was already something was already amiss there. When he was 15 years old, he lost his virginity. And then he was sent to Eureka to live with his Uncle Jimmy. You know Uncle Jimmy's cool. Just the name, Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy gave him a motorcycle. Was that why he got sent to live with Uncle Jimmy? Well, see, there's so many different stories. All right. According to him, his mother just said, you're too much. I'm not dealing with you anymore. And locked the door. And he was literally locked out of his house. And he was young. And um, Damn. But according to her, she couldn't take it, and and she was calling. She never like seriously kicked him out. That's what I'm saying. It's like you you hear all these different stories from all these different family members, and uh, somewhere and there's the truth. But I'm I'm not exactly sure where it lies. But he yeah. always felt abandoned by his mother till constantly, and he was constantly saying it. My mother abandoned me. My mother locked me out. My mother kicked me out. My mother never loved me. I never... But he still loves his mother, unlike um. You know, unlike old Ed Kemper there. Right. And he would call her up until all the way up until the time he got um, arrested. He'd call her in the middle of the night and be like, why didn't you love me? And she's like, I did love you. And he'd be like, why didn't you say you love me? And she's like, yeah. I didn't think I had to. I thought she just knew it. And uh, somebody needs a hug. He that's really all, did need a hug. He really all... did. But she, the thing is, she was so young. You know what I mean? She was a 19 year old mom. Um, they say or like. The... Relatives say that when she 30s. changed the diapers, she was harsh on him. She was rough on him. You know, she just didn't have that affection. Which, yeah. I mean, being young is no excuse. A lot. I mean, you get young nannies, and a lot of times, young 
people are are affectionate and kind to children. It just it's uh, yeah, but the, the person don't blame she... it on her being German. All right, God damn it! Bill. <laughs> I, I you set me up there. I, I I couldn't. I had I had to I had to knock it out of the park. <laughs> all the German fans are like irate right now. You don't want to get them angry. <laughs> yeah, they have pretty short time. No, that that's just the Austrians. God, now I just pissed them off too. <laughs> I'm kidding, people. I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm sure. Well, so when he was just 16 years old, he starts applying for the military, and then when he was 17, he got his parents to sign the papers, and he became a marine. Yep, and his parents both agreed that that was probably what was best for him. And he was good in the military. He liked it there. Yeah, until. Well, in 1980, he was he met a girl named Kelly at Shakey's Pizza. Remember those Shakey's Pizza? They have them out there. Yeah, I loved Shakey's Pizza. I man. think. No, they I'm thinking cool. Kelsey's. I'm thinking Kelsey's, which Kelsey's sucks. They were nationwide. <laughs> I think. I think there's only one left, and it's in Sacramento. But they were on the East Coast too. And um, I remember going to the one we went to would show old black and white horror movies. So you know, I was like, Oh yeah, you're stupid. right at home. Yeah, totally. The pizza, pizza could have sucked, movies. and you still would have been the the pizza could have sucked, and you'd still been like, "Mommy, take me there. I want to go." I mean, I the last time I ate at Shakey's, I was probably fourteen or something. I can barely remember it. It was a long time ago. <laughs> but he so he meets Kelly at the Shakey's, and they start dating. And uh, he would walk fifteen miles from the from the uh, Marine base to her house, which Damn. she thought was odd. I know <laughs> it's he, which. Uh, I know people who do things like that, and they're always there's something up with them. They're like just a little off. Well, yeah, it's a and long it's, walk, man. It's just like the it's just like these people who um start get getting into like online relationships with people that live all the way across the country or even another part of the world. It's like the chances of you actually meeting that person are slim to are slim to none. Yeah, you yeah, know? but just the, the hike that you know what I mean. Just like I'm gonna the, the determination, like. I'm going to walk 15 miles to go see this girl. I don't know. But um, then they saw this car. They, they were traveling together and they saw this car accident. Well, he, he, would, he would walk He would walk 15 miles and then he'd walk 15 more just to be the, the man who walks 30 miles just to fall down at her door. I guess so. It's pretty You didn't get that? Right? No, did I? 15, uh, I would walk. Oh, oh, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they see this car accident and he uh approaches the vehicle and he sees that the um passenger has a cut on their uh uh corroded artery and which is going to be uh, another feature the the corroded artery is like a huge thing in this whole and everything that happens <laughs> eventually but he so he uh applies pressure to it like he's been taught and as he's doing this, a drunken driver comes and just slams right into him, knocks him 40 feet off an embankment and down a cliff and uh, knocks every tooth out of his head, breaks a piece of his jaw off of his fucking face. And he's they've got to get it reapplied to his face. And uh, he's in the ICU for like, I can't, was it 40 days he was in the ICU? Something like that. He was in like the yeah, ICU something. for a long time. He was in I a mean, coma for like six massive, days. Yeah, massive head injuries. And after that, uh, people say he was different, that he, he wasn't the same. Yeah. But he, had, but he had two marriages. 
both these marriages ended in divorce because of how badly he treated the the women. Yeah, but well, yeah, Mark, let's get down with with Kelly, dude. Oh yeah, so I, they, I, got they, a, I I got her. I got her. I got her. I'm right. just I'm just set just setting it up. I actually there there was a documentary that was all about Kelly's side of the story, and I pretty much went through all of it in these notes. So <laughs> that's some fun stuff, weird shit. Oh, I can't yeah, so, wait to hear that. But what was 19, that documentary? It was. I'll I'll tell you when we get there. <laughs> um. He had two marriages in both. In 1983, marked the beginning of Wayne's work-related problems and rapid psychological decline. He became um, highly irritable and aggressive, and his work performance and attitude uh, toward his superiors were, got worse. They, the superiors recommended that he be psychologically evaluated, and they, they hoped that the problems were just a temporary effect from the, um, the car accident, but... Um, but that would, that wasn't, wasn't that, that one, but at the two years and it's still, still, I still hasn't stopped. <laughs> I can't take a deep breath, but he suffered from depression and alcohol abuse. And they also worried that he was a threat to himself because he exhibited um, suicidal tendencies. And um, he really did want a Pepsi. <laughs> but he was transferred to um the naval psychiatric board on long or ward on long Be long beach god I, I think I, this I, is after the first divorce that all that went down now isn't it um yeah i'm kind of just yeah you're right i've got this in the wrong place well so like they get married they elope him and Kelly. They elope to Las Vegas. They get married, and he is a fucking weirdo. He demands that she stay in the house naked at all times. Right. Cooks the food naked. He demands that she cook him fancy meals, and she said she'd just be like sitting there watching the TV naked. And he'd come over and just start sucking on her nipple and stuff. And well, uh, he's demanding all kinds of sex, and he's getting super weird. He makes a mold of her breasts. Out of hot wax. <laughs> what up with that? I can see me coming to my wife. Honey, can I make a mold of your breast? She's like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> that would like, not get, happen. She's like, get the hell out of here, Jerry Brutus. <laughs> right, right. He reminds me of that, his fixation on breasts very much. And he got a sheet and he cut two holes in it. And he would have her lay there with the sheet over her and just her breast exposed. And that like got him off just seeing two boobies there in this sheet. It's so <laughs> strange. Is that, is that not bizarre or what? He would have liked the movie Heavy Metal. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but um, Wayne's first wife, Kelly Pletcher, she did an interview on the Evil Lives Here documentary, season nine, episode four. Oh, yeah, I did. Well, I watched that. Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't watch the Evil Lives Here. I wanted to see that one. I watched uh, I Lived with a Killer which was about his brother but she um but she also you know when when she did this interview she was dying of cancer and she wanted mm. to get the story out there she wanted to basically leave a legacy and you know get her side of everything out there you know straight from her mouth right and so i'm gonna have to watch that yeah it's good it's um season nine episode four but i went <clears throat> but we're gonna get through all that right now 
but she said that she had no idea that Wayne was, you know, a serial killer until much later. But looking back, you know, she's like, the signs were all there. I mean, he treated her like property, showing her off to other Marines by making her dress in skimpy clothes in front of them. You know, she was basically a, a trophy wife. And he took pleasure out of scaring her, belittling her, and overall mentally abusing her, which would later be, become physical abuse. One night he was there at a poker party and Wayne got mad and stormed out of the house and he forcefully dragged Kelly behind him and he threw her into the car and sped off. And every time she, <coughs> excuse me, <clears throat> every time she asked him to slow down, he sped up and, you know, it, like I said, it started off with emotional abuse and, it, but it became physical combined with emotional torture. Um, and she, and she, she kept it hidden, you know, she, she was just playing along and everything, thinking that, that would appease him, which, which had the opposite effect when you're dealing with a narcissist. It caused him to escalate. They so, went to a marriage counselor for a little bit. Yeah. I've and got the marriage counselor, too. he got so angry during the marriage counseling that the marriage counselor pulled her aside and was like, I don't think you should go home with him. He's fucking acting like he's crazy. Yeah, he's a... But they, yeah, it's, it's like... I don't know. I don't understand the mind of a narcissist. Oh, I do. You know? yeah. I understand I've been, it really well. Well, I've been with a couple of them, but um, I just, I just don't understand how, you know, how somebody could just like literally get their kicks off of just making, just destroying another person. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Oh, I don't understand that. I just understand uh, thinking that you're the smartest person in the room. <laughs> oh yeah, I get that part. I'm, but I'm talking I'm talking about the deep I'm talking about the deep down, you know, the deep down sociopath of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um and then she starts seeing this guy Bob, right? You know, that stuff was funny and weird to me cuz well, he would like on. go out with them and like hang out with them a little bit and it was so bizarre. They would go well, to coffee and he would sit there and tell Bob about all the different sex acts he did on her like trying to shock him like her mm -hmm. new boyfriend it's i mean i why would you go to coffee with with your ex-wife and her and her new boyfriend it's so strange yeah but you're kind of jumping ahead though oh sorry but um you know around that time you know wayne's sexual appetite became insatiable and it, basically it was pretty much rape you know and kelly wound up getting pregnant and he forced kelly to get an abortion in 1981 and you know, he he was he wasn't ready for a kid, and there was probably something along the lines of like, "Oh, I don't want um, I don't want a baby ruining that hot body of yours." And he would say she's gorgeous once at one one minute, and then the next day, you know, the the very next minute, tell her she was a fat pig. <clears throat> um, and this is when he starts getting into bondage and everything. This is after the abortion, um, he starts getting into bond bondage and wants to experiment on her, wants to tie her up, and this is also where the fixation on the breasts came up where he made her make molds out of hot wax and, and be naked around the time in order for him to grope her whenever he wanted <sighs> one day kelly got a phone call from one of wayne's friends and they had he had gone on a weekend oh, trip yeah. with these guys yeah at a, at, a, at, a, at a cabin in the wood and big bear yeah um but wayne had disappeared and he asked he asked Kelly if she, if she had seen him, and she said she hasn't. And the friend told her, 
just uh, all right if if you hear from him tell him to come back because um it's wasn't as bad as he thought and then he hung up it's like oh, okay talk about leaving talk about a cliffhanger if you're kelly yeah, yeah. like okay what the fuck did this chucklehead that i'm married to do now he hooked later, up wayne, a couple 15 year olds yeah later wayne called kelly and asked him to come pick him up and he said the police were looking for him because they thought that he had raped somebody the two victims were two girls, 14 and 15 years old. And he he didn't expect any responsibility for the rape. He just didn't want to get caught. But um, a year later, all the charges were dropped because the girls didn't want to testify. Yeah. So um, this is how Kelly started when, when Kelly tried to get away from Wayne and that's when then that's when she learned just how dangerous of a man he was and she gotten a new job was going out with friends including uh the guy this guy Bob, Bob. that you were talking about <laughs> and um one night they they were out and Wayne was waiting and you know he they they had kind of separated at this point and but Wayne's car was at her the house so she's like oh shit he's here told the friend to keep driving because yeah wayne had been staying on on the base at that point rather than in the house but he had gotten in his head that kelly was cheating and she may have been at she may have been at that point but she did wind up marrying this guy later yeah yeah so but he he was hiding in the bushes in in his um in his bdus with a bow and arrow yeah, so Rambo. Yeah, so they're lucky that he that they didn't pull into the driveway. He would have he would have probably killed Bob and maybe even her too. Yeah. And blamed it on Rambo. Yeah. <laughs> you can't He's make already stop, got man. enough of him. He drew first blood. You can't turn it off, man. <laughs> <laughs> but but it wasn't over for Kelly yet. I mean, that, that documentary was really good. I oh, mean, and, and I, 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 and it's just like I, I and because of because it was, you know, it was basically one of the last things that Kelly did. That's why I wanted to focus so much on it at, at during the first part of this episode. You know, so but because there's a lot of <clears throat> information, I think that I, I was getting so into that, which maybe overlooked what's coming later (laughs) in my notes but um one day kelly was ironing clothes and she flat out told wayne that she was done and wanted a divorce and wayne flipped out demanding call bob call him right now so she did wayne snatched the phone out of her hand and started screaming at the guy and cussing him out or no he invited the guy he calmed down and just just like flipping a switch he calms down he's like hey hey let's go let's go let's go get some breakfast let's go have have, you know let's 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 be respectful to each other and let's just you know be be good to each other and all that stuff that is scary the he he's the flip of the switch thing is constant with him Mm. you know just like from absolute irate anger to like being calm and submissive and then back again it's it's truly terrifying yeah i mean he's a scary individual yeah and plus he's a a marine he's literally been trained to kill on how to kill people yeah so um so 
Yeah, it once once he got off the phone, he started dragging Kelly all over the house and screaming at her. And then um but then they hung up the phone. And um when when he hung hung that ah, oh boy. Um and he rapes he hung, her. Yeah, he raped her. He before, rapes her before, and then he's like, Okay, let's go get caught, let's go to breakfast. Let's go to breakfast, yeah. Like the fuck, dude. Not really. So the Bob actually showed up. You know, I mean, and and I think that this point Bob is just like I don't care what happens to me. I need to. Bob make was sure not scared safe. of him. No, he should have been. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I mean sometimes like those kind of guys, they they thrive on fear. You know, and and if you don't show them fear, they they like switch, and they're, they're like, okay, you're cool. Yeah, but I like, I don't think so weird. I, if it came down to a one on one, I don't think Bob stands a chance. Maybe not. Probably not. Yeah. I mean, he's been trained to kill. He's right. He's a Marine. I mean, I, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would never, I, I would, I would never get into a fight with a Marine, even if the Marine was, um, was like schnockered drunk and couldn't even stand up straight. I still wouldn't Marine pick a up, man. <laughs> <laughs> For the record, Matthew said that, not Bill. <laughs> <laughs> Flip some acid in them. They weren't oh. looking. Oh, that's how we do it here in California. Well, that might work. <laughs> <laughs> and then I take them to a fish show, and we'd have the best time ever. We'd be best friends. <sighs> you know, I meant to. I meant to bring. I'm, <laughs> I meant to bring this up at the beginning of the episode, uh. but but because of, I was like moving at at um ludicrous speed trying to get ready and, and get set up and all that stuff and everything but i forgot to mention that our uh, our mutual friend and fellow podcaster morgan from mm. um human monsters mm, um yeah. he's having some serious um medical issues i'm not gonna go t- too far into detail other uh, the, uh, the, other than that it's serious and the his show is like on hiatus indefinitely according to him and and from both ckcb and murder coaster we both wish him a speedy recovery absolutely love love uh human monsters love you morgan definitely yeah then i meant to do that at the beginning but i was like i said i was at ludicrous speed when we got got started (laughs) i was like trying to do 20 things at once (laughs) but Anyway, I, I, that since so this is this is the next episode that's coming out on our feed, so I needed that I needed that to be in this one because so it's like somewhat current, <laughs> yeah. But anyway. and then he delays the divorce. He's like agrees to the divorce, but then when it comes time to sign the papers and everything, he like is a no show and they can't find him. And there's like a thirty day period where you have to do all this, so that then when he waits out the 30 days and then shows back up again, the 30 days have to start over again. He does that while, a couple times. But while they were at breakfast, he asked Bob if, do you, do you know of anybody, any women with big boobs you could hook me up yeah. with? <laughs> like, right. And, and um, yeah. Kelly didn't, didn't really have you know, this. She's totally just dog and Kelly because she was not very well endowed. Yeah, he he's like I I want a super I want a Barbie with like double dams. Bob's like and, I'll let you know if I run into anybody. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know if I have if I find somebody with a death wish. 
so. But and the the yeah, you know, Bob told Kelly to go home and pack and he would come pick her up. She got the hell out of there with no incident, moved in with Bob, they fell in love, Kelly felt safe, kinda. But she knew that Wayne wasn't done. He began harassing her at work, stalking her, admitting that he was watching her every move. He was like writing I see you on in the, in the dust on her car and all that stuff. And, and well, your microphone's just taking a lot of abuse tonight. Oh, yeah, this thing's tough. You don't even know. <laughs> but, but I mean, he, he's just stalking her. So they moved to Kelly and Bob moved to Palm Springs to get away from Wayne. And Wayne, of course, found out where they went and tracked him down. And they, they spent like the next two years moving from place to place to a, a, avoid Wayne, but he kept finding him. Just like, just leave him, leave him alone, Wayne. Just, just leave him the hell alone. It's another thing I don't get about these types of people and everything. It's just like you break up because you're being an asshole. You think being a bigger asshole is going to make him come back? Well, he's probably just getting his kicks off of being an asshole. I don't know. It, it's just, it's very complex psychologically. Like it, it, I, they're overtaken by rage. You know, they they act out without thinking. I, I don't think he's thinking of the consequences at all. He's just irate and and you know working on pure anger because he would also punch holes in the walls, right? Kick in doors. I mean, he was he, he's very. He wasn't necessarily he's just a violent kind of guy you know what i mean in a in a rage state and this is about the time that he starts falling apart you know because he's a at this he was doing well in the military he became a sergeant and he was working in the uh nuclear biological chemical and uh he just completely started falling apart there uh in the uh marines yeah but uh, we're gonna wrap up the information from the um, from the documentary, and then kind of back, you know, get back to Wayne specifically here, which means we'll back up to what uh, where I, what I had in the wrong place in in the notes. <laughs> um, but by 1996, Kelly hadn't heard from Wayne in a long time, and she and Bob had gotten married, and they had a child, and she had moved on, and Wayne had pretty much dropped off the radar until November 3rd of 1998 when Kelly's sister called to tell her that Wayne had just turned himself in for murders. Four women over the past 14 months. <laughs> and we're going to start getting into what led up to that right now. And, you know, I, I thought the information, you know, was... Yes. Hold on, I... I really jacked. I, I haven't jacked up my notes this bad since I was handwriting my notes. That's all. We have full scripts. <laughs> we are too. I just screwed it up because <laughs> I was adding things. What you know on the part that I had left had missed in my research, and I just put stuff in the wrong place. Um. Well, he stay. He's in Long Beach, and. He starts to have a breakdown and he tells them he's right. the military and, and they're just like, tough it up, Marine, you know, go on. And then they send him off to Okinawa and it's there that he just completely loses it. He right. um, 
he starts acting erratically, violently. And then, like you're saying, with the flick of the switch thing, he's going irate. They have to, like, chain him down at one point. And then he's like, no, I'm good. I'm never going to hurt another person. As a matter of fact, I'm taking a vow of silence, and I'm going to fast and not eat. Well, please, just then fast, fast, for, fast for, like, a, a month. <laughs> yeah. And then he switches back and goes crazy again. And they're, like, pumping him full of Halidol. They've got him restrained to the bed. And uh, he's diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, uh, manifested by intense and inappropriate anger and lack of control of his anger. And uh, the Marines uh, kick him out. He's out of there. He's, he's done. And at this point, he changes it. He goes, starts going by his middle name, Adam. But um, yeah, which a yeah. lot of the people in his family had done. Actually, you know, his brother, Rodney, that was actually his middle name, Rodney. He'd always gone by his middle name. William is my middle name. Hmm. Valentine is mine. <laughs> you totally should go by Valentine. Valentine Brockmeyer? Matthew Valentine Brockmeyer. The second. <laughs> yeah. If, if I told you what my first name was, I'd have to kill you. So, Wow, that's pretty <laughs> intense. My son's middle name is Dylan, and we call him Dylan. But he, when he goes to school, he goes by Roland, by his first name. We've always called him Dylan. But, uh, yeah. Well, because oh, we digress. My grandfather, my dad, and my and and myself all share the same name. I'm the third, and then my brother also had the first, the same first name, but a different middle name. So they so they wound up just calling my brother Paul, and um, me Bill or or Billy mm. when I was a kid. But <laughs> George Foreman named every one of his children, including his girls, George. I uh, know. <laughs> So, but I, I I like Bill. I've 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 gone by Will before. You know, like on my old radio show, I was Will. But um, anyway, but yeah, it, it yeah. That they also they they found him. You know, like when, when this first this melt this meltdown first started happening. You know, he, he when he lost it and everything, he was found in the barracks in a in a huddled in a fetal position, you know, and that's, and they, they pretty much had to just drag him to the medical facility. And he even became violent toward the doctors there. What's going on over there, Bill? You having a sleepover? No, that's just my daughter on the phone. And, and her, <laughs> it's just how sensitive this damn mic is. You know, I mean, this is a, this, this is a studio microphone. Nice. Yeah, and i i have I have this up on the on the the back of it because um, yeah, I I have a a fan over on the other side and I don't want it to pick up and it it doesn't. So, but that's why this is up on the back of it rather than on the front of it. <laughs> but but now that's my daughter and I have a very it sensitive is. microphone. You've got a bunch of women tied up in your garage. Don't lie to me. <laughs> I don't have a garage. Edited. <laughs> uh, he then meets uh, it is, Wadad. It, it will. It will. Some are we going to we gonna go to Wadad here? To where? Wadad, the love of his life. He would always say that she oh. was actually the love of his life. Yeah. She um, was a Kuwait, although he though. he did have um two of the mickey d's triads uh which ones did he have 
animal cruelty and um, oh that's right well, we're, no we're about to get to that we haven't got to that yet right yeah but animal animal cruelty it wasn't and, like he was torturing them though it's like i don't know if no. that would necessarily fit no keep keeping a dog locked in a um a a, a tiny kennel for 24 7 that would that could fit into it he did that i missed no that he didn't do, he didn't do that oh okay he just shot the neighbor's dog with a shotgun. Right. But we're not there yet. But <laughs> Spoiler um, alert, folks. <laughs> the dog gets it. Dog always dies. It's just the way life is. Yeah. Suck okay, it. now I got now I gotta find out where the hell I am in my notes. I gotta go back to the end of Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um all right, 1986. Wayne was just charged was charged with assaulting a sex worker, but the charges were dropped. He began treat you know dating another woman, treating her the same way they treated Kelly. He got a job as a mechanic, and this relationship with this other wo- woman was on ag- on again, off again, and everything until it ended permanently in 1991. Well, they moved in together. They and he always said that her name was Wadad. She was Kuwaiti. Um, right. He introduced them to his family. His brother said that she was a just a wonderful, sweet thing, and the best thing that ever happened to him. And um, yeah, he wanted to like do weird sex stuff with her. He would. He really wanted to put uh, pins in her nipples, and she mm-hmm. would let him do it a little bit, but she wouldn't let him actually pierce them all the way through. And um, he let her. Uh, she let him, and they got up. They moved into San San Clemente, which is a pretty nice neighborhood. And um, one day, you know about this one, right? This is really weird. So they're living together. He's got this girlfriend. She knows he's weird. He's doing this weird shit. And one day he comes home in tears, crying. And she's like, what's the matter? And he's like, I don't know. I don't understand myself. And she's like, what? He's like, I just did something. And I, I don't understand why. I don't understand why I did this. I feel so terrible. And she's like, well, what did you do? What did you do? And the fact that he would admit this to his girlfriend is crazy. He's like... I just saw this girl walking down the street. So I grabbed her purse, threw it on the roof of a building, bit her breast, and ran away. (laughs) What in the actual fuck, right? You look stunned, Bill. (laughs) You've never done that? I'm trying to get I'm trying to get my sound effects to work. (laughs) They're not working. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I've struck him speechless. Um, it's just so weird, and that's about the same time <laughs> that uh, the neighbor's dog he said was uh, trying to attack her dog, and he shot it. Right. Hold on, this is. But he's running the karaoke bar at a Japanese restaurant, in San Clemente. Uh, I wonder how, if, he, if he could sing. Was he a singer? I don't he know. How... He was always doing the karaoke. All but, over Northern California, Southern California, but he, um, I mean, he, he, he had to have been, but there's no recorded, um, and, you know, there's no recorded right. recordings of him like there is with like Danny Rolling out there. Um, well, he was just doing karaoke, he wasn't writing his own beautiful country western ballads. Well, <laughs> little, little, little did Danny Rolling know some idiot podcasters was going to come a, around 30 years later and write a heavy metal version of his song so cool. <laughs> but it was there he met elizabeth who was uh 12 years younger than him 
I bet I I bet that he went um up to you know up to somebody. Hey, find out her name. Oh, it, it's yeah. Beth. It's Beth. You think so he, like he sang some cheesy '90s song to her? Nah. Seventies. <laughs> oh, seventies. Beth, I hear you calling, oh, but I can't come home Fuck right yeah. now. <laughs> Peter Chris. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> you know. Wouldn't it be something if that's exactly what he did? The fuck? <laughs> In another bird's nest is why it's called that. Really? I did not know that. Yes. So the other bird will raise the, the uh, cuckoo bird up not knowing that it's not theirs. So the cuckoo bird, that's why they laugh like that, because they're the deadbeat dads of the animal kingdom. <laughs> yes. That, that is, that is uh, technically absolutely correct. <laughs> and funny. But scientifically correct. proven <laughs> oh man he also liked to give stick needles into her breasts as well but that's his thing yeah i mean i gotta wonder if you're if you pierce the the nipple can I know a lot of people with their nipples pierced can they breastfeed but, yes. yeah that's, that's i don't understand how it works but I know women who've had their breast pierced and their nipples pierced and have breastfed. Okay. So they can still breastfeed. I'm just, I was just curious. I, I know I, it is. I, I don't I've been wondering about that too. <laughs> I think, yeah. So he's uh, getting so... her into bondage and you know what he starts doing. He starts drinking vodka right from the bottle. And he would also just sit, he would sit there naked on the sofa, jacking off, dude. And drinking ba- vodka from a bottle. I mean, which one's the red flag? I'm just, just like all over the place, you know? When you yeah, start drinking vodka right from the bottle, that's a red flag. Yeah. And you're, and you're choking the chicken on a, um, you know, on the sofa and everything. Just, and <laughs> just sitting there. Just hey, sitting honey, there. what's going on? Got any, make me some eggs, would you? <laughs> <laughs> make me, make, make me some eggs. Um, here, but put, put a little bit of milk on them too. <laughs> from your pierced breasts because she's pregnant at this point yes she's pregnant at this and point she is prego <laughs> and unlike the uh other women in his life he does not make her get an abortion all right and here's the required photo bomb you need to Aww. play it down why he can hear you congratulations <laughs> all right sassy how old is she 13 13 i got a, a, a 11 year old girl <laughs> so i know uh, yeah so but yeah she's she's pregnant and everything and but she she finally had enough and um she left she, she well they she, have the baby in 1995 they have a son named max Right, but she would um but she would leave him, move in with her mom, and then wind up going back to him. Yeah. When when he was six months old, she she finally like broke it off. Right. And then that's when she got a trailer in Arcata, California. Arcata. Arcata. He did, yeah. He moves to Arcata. That's where I live. I live in Arcata. So um but this I know was... the trailer park. I know it well. It's right on the highway. I pass it all the time. Oh, I know all this is like this story is very intimate to me because I, I know all these places really well. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of places like that around here. 
that I'm like, I, you know, I, I drive past um, the dump site of Oscar Ray Bolin right off, right off of I-4 in Tampa, um, the Orient Road exit. Um, I drive past, that's where he dumped a body. I, I did all sorts of, I, I live in the, I live in the, the city where, um, where Joseph Paul Franklin was arrested, where, where, you know, he goes all over the country and everything, but Florida gets him and brings him down. <laughs> um, all sorts of stuff like that. I, 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 I'm a, I'm, I have a morbid curiosity of, about, you know, these various locations like this, you know, you do. You should start a true crime podcast. Damn, that's a good idea. Well, he's working at the concrete plant in uh, Arcade. And uh, what's well, like the concrete plant's actually in Eureka. They're right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And uh, here's something weird he would do. He would dress up in a suit and tie and get a briefcase and wander around Eureka. That seems like some weird... I don't know. I wonder what shit. this guy was up to. And I also was thinking... When he had that first breakdown um, in Long Beach, and then followed by that the severe win in Okinawa, I th- he because he does things and then he's racked with guilt and uh, oh, yeah. doesn't understand why he does them. I think that he I think he might even have committed his first murder at that point because I, yeah. I wonder if these are his first murders that that he admits to because it's they're so clean, they're so precise, they're so you know what I mean. He's got it so well orchestrated. I don't see it as being his first kill. And if no, he wasn't murdering, all. I think he was doing like a, a series of rapes, you know, like something well, was going one on more, there. One more thing about Beth. Um, the song? The, what? No, the, the, the ex-wife. <laughs> when Elizabeth. She, Elizabeth. When she, um, his song. <laughs> <laughs> when she was, you know, what made her leave out for good was um her her 15 year old nephew had come over to visit and wayne got drunk i'm hoping that he had clothes on when the nephew was over but we don't but don't know but (laughs) um he told the nephew that he hated all women and he wanted to kill them all for for, as as revenge for his his mother and his first wife leaving him and when the nephew went and told elizabeth this that was all she needed to hear she bolted, and that's when they got divorced. They were but, wasted when he said that, though. Huh? Weren't they wasted when he said that? Oh, Wayne was. Wayne was. But um, but she she tried to um, she she tried to keep him involved in the um in her son's life, but he didn't. But he basically abandoned his son but then he then he flips the script later on which we'll get well, to. he didn't really abandon him as much well kind of but well he did he didn't want really anything to do with it as his son he went to a few visits i mean the kid was only six months old i mean right. and he, it wouldn't be long until he was i mean this this t- so many things happen so much karaoke and <laughs> <laughs> he's he's trying he does all these different jobs and um it, it almost like when you read about it, it feels like this must be like a long, you know what I mean? But like, I think it's just like a year or two, right? Like, you know, because yeah, it, it's in 1997 that he moves out. Yeah. And it's like in 90, it's just like a, a year and a half, less than two years that all this fucking chaos goes down. Yeah. It's like, a, um, I think that was, I think it was like in June when. 
they split and his um his first official murder was in October of nineteen ninety seven. Yeah. So So it's very shortly after they split up that, that he, he commits this first known murder. But so but what's fascinating with his first victim, uh she was not um they didn't know her identity until this summer, until twenty twenty three. That's pretty wild, huh? Carrie Ann Cummings. Yeah. They just so, found out who she was in June. Yeah. But, but, know, but that was a mystery for a long time who this girl was. And he didn't know. No. She was, she like, was just, she, what she was was a hippie. Um we're she was living in Eugene, Oregon. Um she wasn't from there. That's just where hippies go. And I went to college there, so I should know. And then we have like a little <laughs> bit of a sisterhood uh here in Arcata, California with them in a way. Because it's just a, a, the hippies will come from Arcata, go back to uh, Eugene. And so um, so, so everyone who was looking for her when she went missing, they were looking in Eugene. They were up in Oregon. They had no idea she was even in Arcata, you know, but the, which is a very common thing for a hippie to go down from Eugene to Arcata. But, um, uh, yeah, he picked her up uh, hitchhiking um she was a, a young girl only 25 she was wearing like one of those hippie beanie things and uh she wanted to go to the beach so we took her to clam beach which is up by mckinleyville clam uh, beach yeah it's beautiful beautiful beach i walk my dog there like like all the time a couple times a week and uh very secluded very just empty all the beaches they call this the lost coast because um even in the areas that are populated a lot of times the beaches aren't that popular or aren't that they're popular but they're just it's just a very rural place and sparsely populated so um and then we have beaches that you have to drive like crazy distances to get to like crazy windy dirt roads up and over like a uh, shelter cove and yeah. when you get there there's nowhere else to go you have to just turn around and go back that same way and so they call it the lost coast because um huh. it doesn't connect to anything and it's it's very uh secluded beyond secluded i need to get out there for one thing i'm a i'm a lighthouse enthusiast i've been oh, to we got 30, lots of them. oh i know i've been to 35 different ones and so i i mean i've the only one on the west coast that i've seen is is alcatraz but you know but i obviously wasn't able to stop and take the tour because i was working but um but the only one on the west coast that i've seen is alcatraz and I'd, I'd love to take the tour of Alcatraz anyway. Well, Northern California is very different than Southern California. Oh, I know. One of the things is because it's just way sparsely populated. Because I go down to SoCal, I love it down there. It's it's warm, you know what I mean? It's uh, But, um, I mean, you can't fucking park. It's nowhere, you know, <laughs> yeah. and there's, the people are all piled up on top of each other. And it's just, like, always crowded everywhere. Up here, man, it's just very, it's not like that. There's always a place to park. There's, like, not that many people. People sm still like that country kind of feel where people are friendly right <clears throat> but um <sighs> yeah i definitely need to at some point plan a california because i've never seen the redwoods uh, that's you, i mean i can look out my window i'm in the middle of the redwoods right here yeah 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 Brag, brag, brag. <laughs> but I, mean, I don't know if it's the biggest brag in the world <laughs> hey well it it, it is it, it is for me i live in, i live in florida yeah, well we got palm trees too <laughs> best of both worlds 
Yeah. So now here's something interesting. So her body was found in the uh, this. It's like a, a, a where the slow comes out and meets the bay. Eureka is made of all these sl- not slow but slew. They're Ryan slews and um. Uh, my friend was uh in high school at the time and was right on the school bus, and it's right there on the on the one hundred and one. It's like that where they found her body, uh, and uh, he said that they were the traffic was all stopped up because this big police thing was going on, and they had this whole area taped off. Oh damn! And they had to go very slow by there, and he said they all looked out the window and saw the torso being pulled out. Oh shit, man. That's crazy. Isn't it? That is. But All these high what, school kids on the school bus looking out the window and seeing that shit, dude. But he had he had he had picked up well for, for the longest time she was Jane Doe, but um but he picked up twenty five year old um Carrie Ann Cummings and he raped her and he stabbed her thirty times and he cut her torso right across the abdomen and disemboweled her. He then dismembered her and decapitated her. And October 26th of 1997, like you were saying, a, a duck hunter was canoeing in Ryan Slough near Eureka, California. And he, he found her torso, but no arms or legs or head or breasts. So, like, the best way that they think that this happened was he took her to Clam Beach. He was into – so remember we talked about the card at Ardries? Where he was like, when he got hit by the car, he was trying to stop that. Also in the Marines, he learned how to disable the cartered arteries as a form of making someone like pass out or to kill them. And during sex, he would often grab girls by the throat. And he knew how to perfectly grab them there to grab both those arteries and stop the blood from flowing to the brain. Uh, which can, some people like it, it can cause a euphoric high. But they think that he's, it's so hard to, he the way he, his interviews, he's just like all over the place. It's crazy. It's but... the real. It's the real version of the Vulcan neck pinch. Yeah. So he was having <laughs> sex with her on the beach, in Clam Beach there, um, in, in McKinleyville by McKinleyville, and he killed her, uh, supposedly accidentally. And then talk about a secluded beach. He was able to like wrap her up and get her back into his car. Uh, you know, it's like probably the middle of the night. There's not really anybody there out there, and uh. Right. Bring her back to his uh, trailer in Arcata. Put her in the bathtub. He stabbed... Those stab wounds are post-mortem. Oh, I know. He stabbed her 36 times when she was already dead, which is like a true sign of like just insanity and anger. And There was no reason to do it. You know what I mean? And then he cut her breasts off and kept them as trophies. Well, he cut her breasts off. He put them in the oven and he baked them until they liquefied into fat and then he poured the fat into a coffee pot which he kept and authorities right. later found yeah found and he chopped her head off he chopped her arm <laughs> so he took her head and arms and he took them to the mad river and he buried them and put a piece of concrete over them but um they have never been found they have never to this day no one knows whatever happened to him but then he took her thighs and cut the meat off and put it in her freezer and much yeah. later, he would freak out and bury it in a stump of a redwood tree, and the cops would actually find that. So, I, he's I like he wanted to be a cannibal. He really yeah, did. Yeah, that's, that's what I was just gonna. He cut what I was just gonna ask you. Yeah, it's like it, it, it. Maybe do you think he ate some? Just a little taste. 
he might have. <laughs> I mean, you, you, if you, if you told me that no, he didn't, I would believe you. But if he said, if you said yes, he did, I would also believe you. I mean, I don't know. He never you admitted know. to it. He never admitted to it. But like, I think there's a well, lot of things this guy is not. Maybe it was to. maybe it was too ashamed to do it. You know, to admit yeah, to it. Definitely. Because he um, definitely later on, he, he's definitely ashamed of the things that he's done. Right. Um, here's something interesting. So he takes the torso and he takes it down to where old Arcator road meets, um, Myrtle Avenue, which is right down the street, not very far from where I'm sitting right this minute and throws it off a bridge into the slough. And dude, that fucking torso went all the way through Eureka, dude. Like that slough, he threw it like on the other side of Eureka from the bay. And it fucking went all the way down that slew, all the way through town, dude. Came in, like, went under the 101, like, under a bridge and stuff. Like, the, that 101's the main highway, you know, that goes from mm-hmm. Northern California all the way up through to, into Canada. And uh, from Mexico. And uh, that's fucking crazy to me. Just to think that that fucking torso floated all that way. Like, all these people are sitting in their yards having barbecues and shit, dude, next to that slew. And the thing's coming by, you know what I mean? Bobbing along, no one notices. Oh, man, that's creepy. Yeah, that? and if they did, oh, it's a, it's a log, or oh, it's a mannequin. <laughs> Dude, someone threw away a perfectly good female torso. <laughs> Eureka's a little nasty. I could see people not caring. I yeah, what was speed freak sitting there, like, smoking speed. Yeah, what, going, what was that What was that movie? That movie? Um, Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen. Uh, they're, they're garbage men. Um mm shit they they wind up with this um with this black man supervising them on their route and everything because they're fuck-ups or whatever and they um they they find a trash can that has a a a corpse in it and then the black guy i can't remember what the actor's name was or whatever just what, what you just said just reminded me of that but he's like damn Looks like somebody wasted a perfectly good white woman. <laughs> well, there was a line like that in that movie, that John Cusack movie, Better Off Dead, as well. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a very long time. It's a Christmas movie. We just watched it. Oh. It is. There's a big Christmas scene. What, dude? <laughs> so, on, so he goes into a presumably he goes into a cooling off period and this this is october of and of 1997 and the autopsy determined that the the torso and she was she was known as torso girl yeah which is so sad yeah i mean just like orange sock girl with um henry henry lee lucas you know, aren't sock girls got more dignity than torso girl though, for some reason? Maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. A little bit, a little bit. <laughs> but orange sock girl hasn't been identified yet, and this happened. Orange has sock she girl. Known? I don't think she has. Not that I know of. Mm-hmm. Well, she just. Got, I mean, dude, she literally got identified six months ago. True, That's but wild. this but this happened. This Whoa. happened. This happened, you know, Orange Sock Girl was like 15 was years. Yeah. yeah. Even like prior. 20 maybe. Yeah. yeah. So more dignity and death, but still no justice. No you know. justice. So sad. 
but they determined that she had been dead for around three days and months you know like like you were saying just like late, later on months later they they found like pretty much everything except for the the head and what was it one of the arms no they didn't find oh that's right one arm did one arm washed up washed up in um in mckinleyville on the beach yeah but he had but he had cut off the the mad river that's where that he was basically by the uh, mouth of the mad river where the mad river meets the uh the uh, pacific ocean there and so he had buried it by the river and it had gotten loose and then they found it uh on the beach in mckinleyville the one arm so like yeah they never found the head or the other arm why was it called the mad river or why is it called the mad river I don't know. That's I'm assuming that's some family's name, but um, it's a huge thing around here. We have like the Mad River Hospital, the Mad River this, the Mad River that. It's huh. a really big, it's a beautiful river. Okay, I'm just curious. I'm, I know, and been... I feel I'm kind of just embarrassed that I don't know because I'm like well, really the, big history well, buff, no, I'm, like really into history and shit. I'm like California. Shit, what the fuck is Cal- wrong with you? Calif- Northern California, like north of Sacramento, is like the only spot in the country that I haven't been. And well, that I haven't, here. We'll have I, a beer, buddy. I haven't, I haven't been to Maine, but Maine or Maine or Rhode Island. But yeah, um, I've been to all the states, but I'm not a long haul trucker like you. I'm a Grateful Deadhead. We would go see Jerry everywhere. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not a long haul trucker anymore. I just drive in Florida, but. <laughs> But in May 16th, trying to separate I, yourself from Wayne, I see. Distance <laughs> yourself. Yeah, and so it's around this time that he becomes a, a long haul truck driver because if he was working in the concrete plant at right. that time, and then he switched over and became a trucker, which is the perfect occupation for serial killer. <laughs> Are you trying to do a sound effect, or did I just strike you silent again? No, you, uh, I, that that was in that was in, 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 intentional silent. <laughs> Bill's, Bill does not want to reply to that one. No, it really is, though. You know what I mean? It really. And when yeah, you research this case, you see so many law enforcement people going, "Ooh, long haul truck driver, serial killer." Yeah, they're like impossible. You know, like what are you going to do? They're not. There's a bunch of them out there. We're going to cover Robert Ben Rhodes at some point. Um, I think that's like one of the only serial killers that like a long haul truck driver that that can still continue to this day with door with uh doorbell things, the ring things, uh right. everything's filmed. But then again, truck truck parking lots are all filmed now probably too. When you're picking up the prostitutes, you probably see them get in the car in the truck. Well, yeah, maybe maybe. Well, actually I not I have, as filmed though. But... I, I have that I have that in my notes later, you know, later on coming up. But right now we're going to go through the known victims and then we'll get into the ones, you know, like some of the ones that escaped. Oh my um, God. There's like some of the craziest fucking stories. Oh yeah. It's so yeah. But on May 16th of 98, 26 year old Tina Renee Gibbs was abducted and found strangled death, strangled to death in the button willow aqueduct on June 2nd of 1998. Um, and she was last known to be in Las Vegas working as a sex worker. So he had he had to have picked her up in Vegas. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he liked Vegas. He got married there twice. <laughs> and that's where, and yeah, didn't he have like some family living there and stuff too? I think, yeah. That I don't know. But on September, tw- I'm just going to kind of rapid fire through because we don't, 
we're not going to get the gory details from um you know from wayne about what happened because of the fact that you know well we just got some pretty gory i would say decapitating and and amputating the arms off a corpse and cooking right, the bread but, in the oven but, and making but, this but, you, but, fucking... but that's that's after that's evidence that was found after the fact what i'm talking about is a, a breakdown of what happened when these girls were in the truck well, and we that's get what a pretty we'll... good idea by the uh the the women who survived exactly that's 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 what i was just gonna say <laughs> so on gotcha, september gotcha. september 25th in 1998 um 25 year old lynette white was found um in a ditch in lodi california lodi, off of I- lodi california off of i-5 where where's lodi southern california okay i've probably been to the it, the flying j i'm guessing it's probably the yeah. one the the one off at, in barstow I've oh been, yeah, down by there. Yep, yeah, pretty I'm, much. Yeah, I've I've been I've been to that truck stop. <laughs> I've I've slept at I've done a thirty four hour reset at that truck. What stop. are they saying? Uh, fear and loathing in Las Vegas. It's a bat country. <laughs> I did see a swarm of bats there. I think it was there. There you go. But, see, but but she was naked, and although there was and there was a flying J bag near the body that had um jewelry and bloody hair as well as her clothes in it and the the bloody hair was probably you know attached to the clothes but um and she had been dead for several days and there was a stab mark on one of her breasts and it was believed that she had been dumped out of a moving vehicle and the last time she was seen alive she was going to get milk for her baby oh, jesus christ so she must have lived pretty close to that flying jay and just happened to be where that's that's probably where he picked her up he said that he picked her up. He did talk about her uh, for a hot second. And she got in and um, he said that she was like prostituting herself and, and she got in right. his truck. And when she mentioned the baby is when he went irate, he said, and he couldn't control himself and killed her. And he would later say that each of these women had mentioned children to him and that even the sight of a baby, he said he'd be driving down the road and see a baby and it would send him into an uncontrollable rage. But I don't know how much of this is all true with, cause this guy is a fucking, I don't know. You mean, he's like saying that he loved his son so much and was so traumatized and the kids are only six months old or whatever. He's not even a year old. Right. And that, um, that every time he saw a baby, it would, it would remind him of, of, um, the fact that he had been left by his wife and, and, and his son had been taken from him and throw him. Well, into that's what a... he tells some of the women who survived him. Yeah. He was um, always saying shit like that. Yeah. Like, well, but he's also been about the big dog podcast. <laughs> well, he's doing disturbing things to things, to victims like in June, 1998, he paid this prostitute to watch him masturbate. I didn't know that's a thing. He's like, I'll, I'll give you some money to sit here and watch me while I jack off. Yeah. That's one of the, a... that's one of the ones that I have. Um, I, I, but we we have one more murder victim. Oh, we're getting um, to the murder victim. Oh, oh, Patricia. Yeah, October twenty second, nineteen ninety eight. Patricia Ann Tamez was working the streaks in Victorville, California. Wayne picked her up, raped her, beat her relentlessly, and even broke her back before strangling her. And Damn. He, yeah, he he cut off one of her breasts and then dumped her in the California aqueduct. And two cars. He would keep. 
He would huh? keep that. He would keep that breast. Yep, and that one will. Yeah, that one. Remember that booby. Yeah, remember that booby. It's probably the one of the most important boobies ever to be. Enter Humboldt County, California. Yeah, but two two guards found the body floating in the water. Uh, he then went about his business. He's drinking. He's getting angrier, but he's still working. It's not known if he killed anybody else, but I'm sure that he did. Although there were several women that he picked up, brutalized, that were allowed to, to live. And um, these are some of their, their stories. And this is the one thing that I've been teasing about my screw up, about something that I missed. Um, well, narrative structure is interesting. You know what I mean? Like you can, the way you're going to present it and, you know, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of times if I was doing this show, I would have started with the end. I would have had him, I would have been like, he walks into the uh, Eureka Sheriff Station. That's how, that's how it would have started. Okay. Because I mean, it's all up to you as a um, storyteller, how you're going to right. uh, do it. But. Anyway, full disclosure here, since I do cite sources, this next bit comes from the podcast Serial Killers. Um, I had finished the notes for for this episode, but yesterday I listened to the Serial Killers episode on him. And um, this this part of the, the this part of the story about the ones that got away, I didn't I didn't come across it when I initially wrote the notes. So uh, well, um, well, the, one of the books that I read, uh, I read a couple of them, but it's Body Parts by uh, um, Caitlin Rother. It's a that's she's got all this in there too. So we're gonna well, that's one of their notes. that's one of the sources that serial killers used. But um, but I didn't have time because we we're you know recording the episode tonight, and I had to work all day today, so I didn't have time to like really go in and do my own research. So I just I I just used Parcast Serial Killers as a source for this part. So. You know, it, that's a great show. Yeah, at I least I'm it, I'm citing my sources. At least they don't I'm, talk about talking mongooses. <laughs> I'm citing my sources, and I'm not reading it verbatim. No, you got to. <clears throat> well, if you do, you can put it little bits and quotes. But yeah, never read I, this shit verbatim. That's straight up plagiarism. You can't. Don't do that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's a big no no. Hmm. Who am I? I'm looking at somebody. Who am I looking at? Hmm. I know who you're looking at, but I'm not going to talk about him. I'm not going to talk about it either. But it, if you know, you know. And if you're true crime junkies, yeah. <laughs> that wasn't even on crimes, the killers, cults, and beer, as well as murder coaster, would never plagiarize. Right. <laughs> you, know, I mean, take, you can just switch it up. I mean, I'm a writer, so I mean, I, when I read something, I'm like, well, I could write it better than them anyway. <laughs> so I'm not going to plagiarize because still, like, their mean, shit's written badly. <laughs> but the thing is, is I'm a little embarrassed that I missed that I missed this vital chunk of it in, in my research. So, so it's just like, hey, I'm owning it. Yeah, I used another podcast as a um as a source. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I get into cases. I go deep. I, I, I'll, I'll listen to the podcasts. I'll, I'll watch the YouTube videos. I'll watch the A and E episode. I mean, I just go fucking full on hog wild. I'll just, you know what I mean? Yeah, but just to yeah. like immerse myself as much as I can, and you know what I mean to truly like feel it. Like I, I go crazy. Read every book. Fucking do all that shit. Yeah, but I, I just, I just wanted to clarify, you know, because I, I don't do that very often. I've, I've never Bill is really not a it. psychologist, but he's done a lot of research on this episode. 
Thanks, Matthew. <laughs> I think we did that on Peter Curtin too. <laughs> I think we. I think that was what we did that on the one that didn't that didn't make the cut that uh, got erased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the one that mysteriously vanished. Part two. All right, I'm gonna bust out my fancy sound effects. Ready? <laughs> Good thing you got them because mine aren't working. Where did the podcast go? Yeah, right. <laughs> none of my none of my sound effects are working. Well, well knife stab knife stab works. Mention. Knife stab works, but none of the others are working. You got any ghosts? Oh. I like creepy ghosts and goblins. I'm always like, how they're working. I'm not hearing them. You're not. Well, they probably no. came. They probably came through on the um, on the recording. But now they're working. So cool. But I haven't said put a knife in that yet in this episode. <laughs> so I did it anyway. Here's a here, here's a little fun factoid. Uh, when the torso was found by the and and the police became involved, they of course got a psychic, and the psychic oh, said God. it was a dark haired man who lived down a dirt road. And grew marijuana. Which is Did about, you do this? I have blonde hair, which oh. is seventy-five percent of the population of Humboldt County. By the way, <laughs> lives down a dirt road and grows weed. So, like, she was like uh, going with the largest percentage of the population there, thinking she couldn't be wrong. <laughs> he had blonde hair as well, which was interesting because he was uh, like a kind of like the antithesis of his brother in some ways. His brother had dark hair and he was a little towhead. You can look at pictures of them as little kids and they're like little yin and yangs in a little way, you know. And they're... <laughs> so he, he, this is the one that you started talking about. Um, he had picked up a sex worker in Anaheim. And he said that he just wanted to pay her to watch him jerk off. And she agreed. But once she got into the cab of the truck. Would you agree? I mean, would you, huh? would you, would you take money just to watch somebody jack off? You're not going to have to do anything. Yeah. I'd, I'd do it, maybe. I don't know. How much money are you going to give me, Bill? Let's get down to the brass tacks here. I don't want to watch you jerk off. No, no, no. You, I was going <laughs> to watch you jerk off. I don't want you to watch me jerk off. You know? Oh, no. Man. I'm so disappointed. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, God. Bill is watching. Oh, we were on if, YouTube. They'll be able to see it. If Todd were here, he'd be like, Bill is the most vanilla person I've ever met in my entire life. <laughs> I actually am, too. I just like to have a lot of fun. <laughs> I think people think like, I don't know, I, sometimes I put out this insane persona and people think I'm just like insane. And I'm like, and my wife's always laughing like, you're so fucking mellow and normal. But the thing is, is I'm not really vanilla. I, I, I mean, if you. If you... Ooh, <laughs> the truth comes out. Oh, I was the lead singer of a he of heavy metal bands. I lived the life. Nice, nice. <laughs> so, I mean. But I mean, I've still... done all kinds of crazy shit, but I've just been monogamous for too long. Jesus Christ. I've been monogamous like 25 years. Yeah. 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 I know. 
<laughs> time to break that. that that's 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 not monogamy. <laughs> I can't wait to break that's, it that's, by that's, watching that's, a trucker masturbate. That's how I'm gonna do it. That's not that's not monogamous. That's monotonous. <laughs> <laughs> we still have fun. Oh, I heard that one. Yeah, they're working now. I don't know why they weren't working earlier, but <laughs> now, now, congratulations, man. I'm serious. That in all, in all seriousness, that's awesome. I'm just lucky I found a, an amazing partner. Yeah, <sighs> being single at 50 years old really sucks. <laughs> well, I'm about to find out. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> The only way I'm going to find out is if I have to do an episode about you. Oh, no. <laughs> I, don't, I don't see that happening. So anyway, um, once once he got her in the truck, um, he tied her up in, in the sleeper and he raped her. He choked her Cigarette out. Cigarette lighters. Remember those things? They don't, they don't make them in cars anymore. No, now they're... Uh, if you put one of those old cigarette lighter things into one of the ports in a car that they have now, would it work? That is a I've damn always, good question. I've I always wondered that. <laughs> yeah. One of the mysteries of the universe. And there's no mm-hmm. way of knowing. I know it'll fit. It's the same size. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> wonder if it would work. Wonder if it would heat up. I wonder. Maybe. Uh, see the questions you get here at Crimes, Killers, Cults, and Beer? This is why you listen. <laughs> These you know, universal truths. Yeah. Oh, man. Paul's going to listen to this one when he edits. He's just like, son of a bitch. I wish I could have been a part of it. <laughs> oh, we have fun. You're yeah. missing out, Paul. Uh, there'll, there'll be more, I'm sure. Definitely. I, I love doing I love I doing sleep was worth it. <laughs> oh, yeah. And he's got to be up and run like five miles in the morning. So, at starting at like four thirty in the damn morning. So, yeah, get your sleep, bro. <laughs> I get it. I understand. I sympathize. I empathize. <laughs> well, he made good use of that lighter. Uh, well, bad use, terrible use, uh, inhumane, yeah. barbaric, and awful use. He uh, used it to burn her breasts, her vagina, her face. Uh, truly terrible and disgusting. Yeah, he, tr- he totally brutalized her. And Randy Kraft would fucking God, dude. You ever study Randy Kraft? This guy was the worst, dude. Yeah, he would I... cut the cut the eyelids off of, while they're alive. While this victim was alive, he would cut the eyelids off and then burn their eyeballs with the car lighter. Jesus Christ! It's like that's one of the most brutal things I've ever encountered and i'm not you know i've we've delved deep into this yeah i mean that yeah randy craft is not one that i'm looking forward to covering <laughs> we did him we did all three of the, we did the, the freeway killers trilogy he was definitely the the most brutal sadistic and also the most cunning and uh the, with the beyond the higher he had the, the highest kill okay, count too i got a, I got a question for you Okay, I'm going to give you three of the sickest, most demented ones that I can think of, and pick pick one. <laughs> Randy Randy Kraft, Richard Chase, or Danny Rowling? Dude, Randy Kraft, dude. Dude, he would chop off their balls while they're alive and shove them up their ass, dude. 
come on, man. Any beyond, dude. I mean, Richard Chase, you know, he grabbed a baby. That was pretty bad. He shoved dog shit in the girl's mouth. But, um, dude, Randy Kraft, dude, the shit that he did, dude. Oh, prolonged torture. Kept him for hours alive. A true sadist. Well, that's what he, that's what this chucklehead did. Too. I mean, he would choke yeah, them he out did. to, to, to like and the then brink of perform death CPR. And CPR. Yeah. yeah, and and you know, bring her, bring her back, and then re- repeat the re- repeat repeat the process. Yeah, Bundy <laughs> did that too. Yeah, he did. You hear about that woman who survived Bundy, and she only came out fairly recently. I mean, when I say fairly recently, but I mean within the past twenty years. But um, he'd abducted her and taken her, and she was a Mormon, and this was in Utah. And rape the shit out of her, and he would he would he'd strangle her, and she'd wake up, and then he'd strangle her again. And at one point, he she thinks he almost let her go because he wanted to chase her. He like enjoyed chasing her around. He had her deep in the woods, and uh, she managed to lose him. And fucking, when she fucking got back, she was like ashamed of the fact that she'd been raped. Well, such a terrible thing that uh, people feel that shame, and they, they don't report it to the police. And she didn't tell anybody. For a long, long time. Fucking um, Rob uh, Richard Hanson, Robert Hanson, right there. Yeah, I I didn't know about that story. I, I might have. I don't know, but it doesn't ring a bell. Ted oh yeah, Bundy. he would. He would let. Uh, you mean he would chase him through the woods with a gun and stuff? And as she was getting out of the truck, he's he told her that she was lucky that he had let her live and that she should feel special because not everybody that gets into his truck walks out. Yeah. Yeah. Nice guy. Nice guy. Really nice guy. So another time he picked up uh, another young sex worker and drove around. He was looking for a secluded spot. And that right there should be a warning sign. Just this the fact Rachel Hoyt, Rachel Hoyt, right? Holt. Now this this is one of the ones that got away. Yeah, right. Okay, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't. Serial killers. She went by uh, the uh, the name Unique. Okay, but <laughs> what do you think of that but, name? That's pretty. It's pretty unique. so um but but he would always have them bite his nipples what's up with that (laughs) make them bite his nipples he was really hung up on nipples yeah love the nipples do you think that goes back to the mommy complex probably i wonder if he i wonder if he was he he probably wasn't breastfed as a kid or as a baby karen did that Obviously not, Karen. Karen. Cool. <laughs> but still, the fact that he's looking for a secluded spot in a semi is should have been a red flag right there. Because well, I mean, you're you not can... going to fuck in a crowded spot. Well, you you're right. You got the back. You got hold the back. on. You can do whatever. Hold you want. on. You can park a semi truck at a truck at a crowded truck stop and be as loud as you want and the driver in the truck next to you won't won't hear a damn thing over the sound of his own engine and your engine and all the other trucks engines you're not gonna hear a damn thing but if but those tractors 
they they do move back and forth and everything. So if there's lots of movement inside the cab, like a fight or something like that, then the cab's going to sway a little bit. And that that's how, you know, that that's how you can tell if somebody's, you know, getting lucky in a in a, a semi. It, the thing literally will sway a little bit. I don't think so, Unique was getting lucky. No, she wasn't. I'm, I'm just talking in general. <laughs> um, so he was looking for a secluded spot because he had planned to kill her. And this is just my speculation because of the fact that I'm a truck driver and I, I know how this works. I mean, if he, mm-hmm. if he just wanted to rape her, if he just wanted to rape her, he'd just pull into a damn, um, he'd just pull into a damn truck stop and just do his business. Maybe even going forward instead of backing in. You know, well, you know, he didn't give a fuck about anything, though, dude. Here's some of the crazy stuff about him. He kept like some of these corpses in the back of his truck for a long periods of time. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. would go into way stations and have it's, a, it's, a corpse back there. He kept the one for I can't remember how long. Yeah, it's, it's speculated. Point, it's speculated he a, that he had two of them in, in the truck at the same time. Jesus Christ. And then he went to his brother's house. And he had a body in the truck, and he was like, "Let me show you my truck." And that was probably, and his own brother said this. I think he was going to confess to me then. He's like, "But I didn't realize." And he was like, "I know you got a nice truck." And he's like, "No, no, no, come on! I want to show you all the things I've done to it." And his brother was like, "I'm too busy. I can't do that." And he's like, "Later, I found out that there was a fucking body in there, and and he might have been wanting to show me the fact that he had a body in the truck." So they found an empty parking lot at a closed hardware store. And there he, he and, and that's another thing. If you're going to go into a parking lot of a closed, um, you know, big store like that, go around back. Yeah, because the cops go around back. control those areas. They, they go, they, they look in that stuff. But still, especially hardware stores will let drivers come in to come into there and not think anything of it. You know, they'll, they'll let them sleep there for the night. Right. You know, like like Lowe's and Home Depot both do that. Walmart mm-hmm. used to. Walmart, yeah. Oh, they don't do that anymore. No, because it got so bad. Because they, it was not just truckers; it was like all kinds of people. Yeah, it's like they it, were becoming it, truck it, stops. Yeah, exactly. So, but the, Walmart doesn't let you do it anymore. But Home Depot mm-hmm. and Lowe's do. Um, so if found the empty parking lot and he tied her up and he forced her to do all sorts of nasty things to him, biting his nipples, um, not biting something else, but still inserting into her mouth. Um, and the violence is not that bad. That's not what I was talking about. He, 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 know, made her, he, he made her go down on him. I know what I'm just saying. You know, you said that you're like, he did nasty stuff, like had her bite his nipples. <laughs> Let's not kink shame here. Come on, man. I oh, know that you're. It's nasty. Not. It's not like <laughs> nasty. It's, it's not like. It's nasty. not like using ew. a car lighter to burn a woman's vagina. Come on. No, man. it's it's not. It's not like nasty. Ew. It's just like ooh, that's nasty. It's not nasty. Ew. It's ooh, that's nasty. <laughs> and this episode has officially gone off the rails. <laughs> but um, he, here's something interesting: he could not get a hard on. I know uh, that that came up some, you know. No, it didn't come up apparently. <laughs> but um, boom. <laughs> and this is why you listen to the show, ladies and Damn gentlemen. It the hell's up now that my sound effects aren't working again you don't need sound effects you got me dog 
Yeah. You want to hear the best one-liner of all time? Sure, let's hear it. Um, uh, two snare drums and a cymbal fall off a cliff. Mm, but um, bum. But Jesus Christ walked into a bar, said, "I'll take twelve waters," and then winked at his disciples. <laughs> so anyway um did all those nasty ew that's nasty things to him and and the violence escalated as time went on he choked her out and he brought her back several times as well and when he was finished he just laid back and didn't do anything more but this girl didn't bolt she started talking to wayne she's asking him why he's why are you doing this Wayne's, Wayne says uh, it's because he has a deep hatred for his ex-wife, Beth, because she had hurt him, or Elizabeth, and, you know, for, for keeping his, his son from him. He loves Kiss. <laughs> and he wanted, he wanted Revenge. Revenge is a Kiss album name. Hell yeah. Um, it's a pretty damn good album, too. I'm going to rock like, and roll all night and party every day, dog. <laughs> it's like Revenge is like their only metal album. <laughs> but. Um, but he wanted revenge on her, and so so he liked to take it out on people like her. But then Wayne just broke down and started crying, and he grabbed her in his arms and he held her and and cried and cried. And she stroked his hair, telling him to be okay, and and he let her leave. But she, but she managed to grab the ropes that she had been tied with. Um, she called 911 and police came and took her statement and she was taken to a hospital. A rape kit was done on her and she was also to, to get a sketch of Wayne. You know, she was with... beat the fuck up. Yeah, she was. He, I mean, she he was brutalized ter- her. Yeah. She was like, yeah, he was, she was terribly beaten. I mean, terrible. Um, yeah. but she was able to get a sketch of Wayne through a sketch artist. Mm-hmm. Um, next, Wayne went and picked up another sex worker and these, these women that he let go intertwine with his murders. So it, it's kind of, it would be kind of difficult to put them in chronicle chronological order because we don't have the dates of these women that, um, that survived. Well, Valerie Rondi was in September. Is that who you're talking about? I think so. She was in Eureka and she was, uh, walking down the, uh, one one there, the, the highway. Right. And, uh, she's a junkie. Yeah, she, she, Wayne said that he would get her back the, the next day, and she finally agreed. But it didn't go that way. He, he just wanted, yeah, he just wanted sex, and and she's like, well, all right, you got to pay me. But no, like, she said, no. even if you pay me, I won't fuck you. And then he got all weird. And then the next morning, because she's, you got to understand, she's fucking going through with heroin mm-hmm. withdrawal. She's a fucking right. junkie, dude, and he's not giving her a fix. And she is sick. And she's like, wait, people, I don't know if you, everyone understands how large and long California is. She's from Eureka. They've gone down to Santa Rosa, through the Bay Area, through San Francisco, down past Big Sur. They're in fucking like San Clemente, dude. They're like, oh, like, dude, so many hours away, dude. And she's like, oh, yeah. 
help me what the fuck and she's not fucking him because she's literally like throwing up nauseous sick and he says to her at one point you know what it's like begging a prostitute for sex even when you're offering him money do you know how humiliated i am and at that point she started to get scared and she started realizing this guy is a fucking psycho and so she just like let him she just basically laid back and was like do whatever the fuck you want at this point i don't care but and, um, but but he didn't but he didn't just take it though he stopped at a truck stop and he top he hopped up on the top but this, this may have happened with what you just said he he hopped on the top bunk of it and he started jerking off hoping that she'd get turned on and, and join him it's basically an audio yeah, a guy jacking off is just the sexiest thing that's what women want that guys out there if you want to turn a woman on <laughs> start jacking off dude they, they love they think that is hot dude that's what they want <laughs> an audio dick pic yeah. <laughs> you know just go in the next room start whacking it they'll be like fucking yours but <laughs> she but still she's in withdrawal like you were saying and she kept saying no and wayne got mad and he said oh you should be grateful to me i'm giving you a guided tour of california a guided tour of california the road trip from <laughs> hell dude can you imagine this shit this poor lady she just wanted to go on a couple hour trip dude he's got her fucking like a three hour tour hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of miles away from her home she's got no heroin (laughs) wayne couldn't get the heroin so he bought a case of beer thinking that that would (laughs) hold her over so he drank 18 of 18 of these beers while driving while driving yes <laughs> totally <laughs> while driving a semi oh <laughs> yeah the entire oh. time valerie was begging to be taken home finally he stopped and he ordered a strip and she did and wayne raped her probably brutalized her and after after that he did drop her back he he, he did uh, he did drop he did drop her off back home and he even called her a day or two to see how she was doing. Yeah. And she just hung up on his ass. <laughs> hey, what's up, babe? Hey, baby. What are you doing? We... <laughs> oh, fuck. And, and if he, had been... he, dropped, he didn't drop her off all the way home either. He dropped her off somewhere what? far away. I think he might have dr- brought her back to their original destination of Santa Rosa, which is still a couple hours away. Right. He didn't bring her all the way back. To- <sighs> Multiple personalities, I think. Mm. But would he have been aware of all? Of it? Maybe. Could be. I mean, it's I. I don't know. I, I'm still wrapping my head around it all, and I have been for a long time. But um, you know, he. T- I mean, for some reason, he liked to tell his brother things. He was always telling his brother everything. Yeah. So he's in Trinidad. One of the most beautiful places in the world, a place I love to go to. Trinidad is a very interesting because you have these uber rich people. There's like these multi-million dollar houses looking over the beautiful California coast. But there's also like a shit ton of like hippies and weirdos and stuff. And most of the houses are either vacation houses or rentals, Airbnbs. We rented a beautiful Airbnb up there once uh, while my wife was pregnant with her second child it's pretty close to the hospital so to show like you know you've got these um whatever multi-millionaire people who use it as a vacation home he's in this little campground there 
And uh, that's when he calls his brother. Yeah, uh, from a payphone. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's a, a, a phone booth where you um, pick up the phone. It's connected by a wire to, the, to this large thing. You put a quarter into it and you dial the number. You know. Phones are actually something you would talk to someone on. Yeah, not used to watch TikTok videos. Yeah, it, it, you're, they you're were not, much different back texting. in the nineties. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not texting anybody on on the on on said payphone. It's it's it, it's a great you know it it you know it it was a, it was a good thing to have before all this technology we had with you know our smartphones and all that stuff. But, um, but I heard that he used to like to page people, and he would page them eight zero zero eight. And then when they call him back, he'd be like, turn it upside down. Damn it! Why won't this freaking sound effect work? (laughs) It's not working. I don't know why. Hmm. But all during this time, he kept calling his mother late at night. And um, she had moved to India. She had changed her name. She had come back with an Indian husband. And he actually, he actually, uh, at some point, this is way earlier, he had uh, met her Indian husband, and he was a racist asshole and very rude. Uh, Who, Wayne or the husband? Wayne. No, no. Wayne (laughs) was racist to to the Indian guy because she had gone to India to, like, find herself and all that stuff. And, um, yeah, he was a fucking racist asshole. So, you know, chalk that up. You know, he was every kind of asshole you could uh, imagine sexist misogynist racist uh violent just uh not a good human being yeah i mean he's just i mean after but after his first murder um that we know of that we know of wayne had checked himself into a hospital saying that he had problems insomnia thoughts of suicide etc and they confirmed that he did indeed have problems, deep depression and rage, but he just walked out two days later. Yeah. Yeah. That's just notable because he also like, went to a Christian bookstore. I'm getting to started. that. Okay, I'm yeah. literally I'm literally getting there next. <laughs> <laughs> but um but he but the thing the thing is, is it's just like he would try to seek out help. He would try to but he would never follow through with it. It's like he, well, would, he wouldn't he would, be honest either. Right, and he would he would he would try to contact his brother, like you were saying earlier, and to to tell him what he had done, but he maybe not. It's just like he's but now really close with his brother. I mean, you know what I mean. There's one thing to like yeah. check yourself into a hospital and be like I'm depressed, and then there's another thing to be like check out my new rig, bro. And there's a fucking corpse in the back, you know. Right. Well, um, so. Wayne was literally flying off the handle and he was freaking out and he's feeling guilty and he wanted to talk to somebody and he briefly found God and he went to a Christian <laughs> he went to a Christian bookstore and he freaked out In McKinleyville owner. McKinleyville cool town Mactown and he's just like yeah he's he's saying that <sighs> I, I can 
why this Christian bookstore didn't, you know, owner just didn't pick up the phone. Well, it's All right, the damage. Let me tell you something. The damage. The damage. Hold on. The the damage had already been done at this point. We're we're like literally minutes away from wrapping this episode up. So, <laughs> but okay, what? What? Yeah, tell us, tell us about Humboldt County because right, it's outlaw it fascinates me. Most people here for a long time made their living through cannabis, and and it's made this outlaw culture. Hippies have come here since the '60s, started communes, started these ways of life, and I've been a big part of it. And, and a lot of it's beautiful, man. You you would see anarchist communities that to this day are thriving and, and you know what I mean? They, they, that are doing well, but there is this culture of not ratting people out, Snitches of uh, taking care of your own problems of when, when shit comes down, like you fucking don't call the cops, you go and take care of it yourself. Things right. like that. These are accepted things here. And a lot of people come here to uh, escape like the first victim this poor girl, she came here down from Eugene, probably hitchhiked down here, you know, wanted to go to the beach. That's what she said. I just want to go to the beach when he picked her up. And, I kind of um, learned about that when the when we did the um, yeah the the San Francisco witch killers. I kind of I yeah. kind of learned about that in my research about it. It's totally. very interesting. Yes, yes. You should read my book, Kind Nepenthe. Um, it's a, a lot about that about this culture of uh, outlaws that um, has so many strange components to it because you have like peace and love hippies and then you have like meth fueled rednecks and you have like bikers God. and you have all these like different subcultures coming together in a very bizarre way and uh, but it, it does make this culture of like and, and people come here to 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 um escape and to get lost and like yeah i that's one of the things that i learned when i was on but that, that's such a small part of the people don't ask questions witch killers episode but yeah it's such a small part of that story that's why i didn't really go into much detail about it but I, yeah I, I i was aware of it definitely after researching that episode so <laughs> right it's, and it's mckinleyville is it's a pretty big town i mean i don't think it's a city is it a city i don't know but it, it's like a for Humboldt, it's a large town because this is a very rural, very rural place. And um, it's got a reputation for being very kind of rednecky. Um, they call it Oklahoma by the sea. That, that's what they call it. So I'll, I'll let that, 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 that say for itself. Oklahoma. So, so by it's the like, sea. so, so. Like you were saying earlier, Wayne had been calling his mother, begging for attention, blaming everybody for his bad lot in life except for him. You know, he's saying he's suicidal and all that stuff. And all his mom could do was patronize him and tell him to, to get help. Oh, I loved you. I did love you. And, um, and you know, that was pretty much it. He's a like So... Um, so he's camping in Trinidad and he calls his brother up and says, you got to come up here, man. I need you. Yeah. Trinidad ocean grove lodge. Yep. Yeah. And his brother comes on up. Yeah, he was five hours out, but he came anyway. Mm -hmm. And he just tells him I've, I've hurt people. Wayne does not talk 
in complete sentences or no. coherently. He is all over the place. How did you hurt people? I talked to mom. Oh, oh, well, yeah, I hurt people. You know, he's just all over the place. He and sees squirrels. He sees squirrels out of the corner yeah, of his eye. Totally. How'd you hurt was people? He well, well, man? Well, I, I guess would, he wasn't. Like, I think it was the head injuries. I think that head injury just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Like, because he was completely out of it. Like, he's bonkers at this point. He's like, yeah. you know, Richard Chase crazy by this point, you know? Yeah. I mean, he's he's just, I mean, it, it's, but but so it, it really is squirrel. It's like he starts talking about totally. something. Like, yeah, like a yeah. You know, squirrel. <laughs> totally. And. And, I listen to the police interviews and shit, and it's just it's oh like, yeah, and he's just he. You can tell he's not even there. I don't have any audio for it because I didn't have time to prepare any, but um, but but yeah, you you can totally hear it in his in his voice. He's like completely gone. And um, his brother says, "Let's go to the police station." I mean, they but they talked they talked for they talked for like hours and hours and hours and everything but at the, time, the head of the, we, the head of the trinidad uh what was it called again where there he was in trinidad there but the, uh, the, the ocean guy, grove lodge so the head of the ocean grove lodge said well he wore a cowboy hat and cowboy boots so we thought he was one of us <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's an actual quote that's a real quote oh my god <laughs> Oh man, but they, but he was talking to Rodney for um for hours and hours and hours and everything, and all he was saying was like, oh, he had hurt people and everything. Rod, it it was at this point that Rod, um, Rodney picked up on the fact that it's like, okay, he's like trying to tell me something horrible. So, um, so he, you know, it's just. They go to the movies. They see a vampire movie. A vampire. Yeah. Um, but but later that night they went, you know, they they went they went to sleep and everything, but the yeah, the the next the next day, you know, Wayne just like I hurt people. I hurt people. I hurt people, bro. Yeah. <clears throat> he did too. But you know, who they were and to what extent that they were hurt was unclear. So, um, you know, the, the, had, the, next, the brother had no fucking clue what was about yeah. to happen. No, no nobody, nobody did. And Rod, uh, Rodney spent the. You don't want to look at my pocket. I'll tell you what. Huh? You don't want to look in my pocket. <laughs> you got a boob in there? <laughs> Or you, or do you have a, or do you have a, do you have a, do you have a pager with eight zero zero eight on it? (laughs) (laughs) So, but the the next day and everything, you know, Rod's still, Rodney's still trying to, um, to pry this information out of his brother, and he he finally talks Wayne into turning himself in. To the authorities, to whatever the hell it was, and he's 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 racked with guilt at this point. So Wayne took his brother's advice, and he went to the Humboldt County um, Eureka Eureka Sheriff's Department. Yeah, the Humboldt County and Jail. Yeah, Rod brought him there, and it was there that 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 Rodney had learned what his brother had done. 
And he, he starts off as like, oh, I hurt people. I hurt people. And then they're like, okay, well, what, what, what did you do? They're, they're thinking this is just some, you know, just whack, you know, drug whacked out chucklehead, you know, just like, um, you know, they, they think he's freaking high at this point. Dude, it's Eureka, California, dog. Everybody's high. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, but he shocked everybody when he, when he's like, I, I've actually killed people. And he didached didn't say that. His, he did not say that. He goes, no, he just reached, he just reached into he a tried pocket, to reach he pulled out his bag. <laughs> yeah. And the bag had a boob in it. This is the big, the big thing. You know, this is what makes this case famous. This guy walked into the Eureka Sheriff's Department with his brother, said, I hurt people. And they said, well, how? What What did you do? And he's like, I've hurt people. And they're like, well, we, <clears throat> okay, great, but whatever. Like, lots of people hurt people. You got, just, when you can get the details, come back. And he's like, well, I can prove it to you right now. And then he reached into his pocket and pulled out a plastic bag with a human breast in it. Yeah, it was Patricia Tamez. It was her breast. Which is one of the most shocking things in a history of true crime. It's, yeah, uh, it really is. Because it's, it's, just like, it's crazy. It, it's absolutely nuts. It's like the I only think one of his for one of his main things he said was, I have a problem. Yeah. And he pulled out a human breast in a plastic bag. <laughs> and um uh, the cops all drew their guns, <laughs> freaked the fuck <laughs> out. And then the brother, the brother, he had Rodney had no idea. Rodney was like, yeah, he's just oh, like, what fuck? the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the cops grabbed Rodney, too. You know what I mean? And yeah. Like, and why wouldn't they? Yeah, of course they did. Yeah, they pull him into it. They they immediately handcuff um, Wayne and, and haul him off. But then they throw Rodney into a room and start grilling him. And, just like, and uh, yeah, that's when it all I began. I didn't know. I didn't know what they the were very careful. And then the, um, the, I'll give the police credit, you know, like that, you know, I've got my own, whatever. Humble County is a great place. And all the police are beautiful angels, but, <laughs> but uh, they had, they were able to, the way they talked to him was like an amazing feat in the fact, because all he had to do is, you know, oh, I want a lawyer, you know what I mean? And that, right. they were, they were able to coax him into confessing to a lot and, and at this point, he's just psycho babbling too. He's just all over the place, saying this, saying that. He doesn't. He keeps bursting into tears. He doesn't want to. Um. But that's the way it went down. Yeah, he was extremely remorseful and admitted that he was. Was he remorseful too? But it's a heavy word. Was he remorseful the fact that he was caught, that he ruined his life, or did he really give a fuck about them? Honestly, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I really do. Fuck about them, dude. I think he's a full-on textbook psychopath, sociopath. Well, and okay. all his remorse was his remorse over the fact that he was getting caught, that he couldn't deal with it, that he couldn't. Yeah, but it he wasn't even into, guilt as much he, as it was like paranoia. He was more like he was no, paranoid. Okay, all right. I'll give you. I'll, I'll, I mean, I don't know. Right. I don't know. I don't know him. I've never been in his head. No, that's, I, this, a, this that's is my a, speculation. That's good. He's a, he just he, seemed like what kind of person could do the things that he did? He burned a woman's he, vagina with a car later. He's yeah, a he's, fucking he's, he's piece sick of, of shit. He's sick of looking over his shoulder. Okay, I, I, yes. I, all right. I can see I mean, that. I don't know. I don't know. 
I, I try, like I said, I try to wrap my head around it, and I, I can't, I can't. Well, he's definitely serial unique. killers don't usually turn themselves in. No, they don't. Um, but sometimes they do it out of their own stupidity, but they didn't intend to do it. <laughs> trying to like, yeah, like, alert look the at, newspapers. Look at, shit, look at, at look you, cool. BGK. Yeah, that fucking moron. But he he said that this was due to anger at his ex-wife for not letting him him see her son. But remember, as I said earlier, um, she said Elizabeth said that he wanted nothing to do with his son. Uh, He said that he then he said if he did go to a couple um supervised visits and he said if i went to another visit if i did another visit i knew he would i kill would her. kidnap him no he would kidnap the child oh well, he he later said that he would have he would have killed her next yeah he well he wanted to kill her yeah that's what he said to his right. brother like she was next right. and but he said that he he said that if he had gone down there to a, a visit uh he would have kidnapped the kid and the only reason he didn't visit him is because he knew that he wouldn't be able to let the kid go back because I guess this one time they went to like what they go to a shopping mall. They did something together. I mean, the kid was only like a year and a half years old at the at this point, and um, he's just like I can't imagine like a you know it, it's a tiny child and fucking um, he was going no daddy no go no daddy no go. I mean, which yeah. is heartbreaking. I mean, that is it heartbreaking. is heartbreaking. But um, he said that yeah, he, he couldn't take that. He couldn't take that anymore. And he, he also said that he didn't want his um his son to grow up as an orphan if he did kill Elizabeth. Hmm. So um give he me one he grow up knowing that his father was a serial killer. Yeah, that's, that's better. Be that's better. so much better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Oh God. Jesus. Give me a minute, I'll be right back. Absolutely. trial when could when confessed that he picked up the woman who um who was hitchhiking near eureka in eureka um, yeah the yeah, hippie she, yeah it, 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 she had dna bit. meanwhile had already confirmed that the um the arm and the torso were connected but they had uh the breast was not yeah but he he had taken her to his trailer they had rough sex and he strangled her. It was a process that he repeated on three other occasions. But how No, I think he killed her on the beach, man. Okay. Still, he <laughs> so brought her back. To... He brought it... he definitely butchered her in the bathtub. Yeah. And they, they and... Came, detectives came there, sprayed Lumino, 
found the fucking whole bathtub. Bathroom was full of blood. He had right. definitely butchered her there, chopped off her head, chopped off her breasts, removed her vulva, removed her legs on the bathtub of that trailer there in uh, Arcadia, California. And the investigation got so close. He was like a like a hoarder. Because you're like, why is he up in right. Trinidad? Trin- Trinidad is had- way up the road. Right. The whole but he had- thing was he had- full of shit. And they took the entire Airstream trailer to mm-hmm. the fucking police department to be to- but he also had he also i mean in in that trailer he had like coffee cans with uh, like rendered human fat Breast in meat. it yeah stuff like that like you were Breast. like you were saying earlier and and it that's it gnarly. wasn't it that wasn't so just gnarly. it wasn't just her it wasn't it it couldn't have been for for the amount of what they well found, the one breast he had on her wasn't wasn't uh you know that was the other victim it wasn't her right. breast he had yeah but but still like the amount of like condensed fat because he he, he wanted to make like real well, they should be able to dna test that can't you can dna test the condensed fat of a breast or do you think the dna breaks down i Listen, don't know that's a good question crimes killers uh, called some beer.com please let us know can you get dna from rendered yeah. breast fat or comment in the on the YouTube page. Comment <laughs> like, on the YouTube page. Um, but so, that's that a good question. Because I'm sure that there was that. I'm, what he wanted to do. How much like, fat is in a human breast? It doesn't seem like there'd be that much. It's not that much. Not enough to right? fill a coffee cup, a coffee can. Well, I don't think it was filled, but still, but still, <clears throat> even to put a layer in, just to put a tiny bit. But they found they found quite yeah they found quite a. a a lot. I mean, in this trailer, they found rendered human. Dude, no one kills fat. someone for the first time. Calmly decapitates them. Right. Cooks their breasts in the oven. Cuts off their legs. Surgically removes their goddamn vulva. That is not a first kill. That you know what he? You know what he was? Not he, a first kill. He has killed somebody before, dude. Oh yeah, many people. I'm sure. Probably. I mean, to, to yeah, be probably, able to do that, probably some of some of the victims body, to take a body some, and put it. Some of the victims that he had were probably attributed to other serial killers. Right. I mean... Well, it's um, getting late. It's 1998 at this point. So, you know what I mean? It's not like the prime season of the 70s. You know what I right. mean? Uh, there you know, a lot of unsolved. You know, Robert Durst, you know that motherfucker, that rich guy? Mm-hmm. He was living out there. He had a house in Trinidad. And they've attributed a number of missing women to him in Eureka. But, but the thing is, God damn it! Did you hear he, that? I heard something. I, I think that might be me. I'm so sorry. Uh, I just heard my daughter shriek. No, <laughs> but, no, it was something that was like a. But so, like, and also check this out. There is um, a November twenty fifth, nineteen seventy seven, missing of this girl named Karen Mitchell from the Bayshore mall that they, they want to pin on him. They really, they want to. Yeah. I saw, I saw that. I, I didn't include right. it in the notes. Yeah. But, it's um, hard to say, but yeah, I, I dropped the ball in the notes on this one. I'm glad I had you on here to, to, to help. Out. This is my hometown, dude. Like, <laughs> I really dropped the ball. Well, in my hometown. Like, I didn't grow up here, but this is my place. I've been here forever. But, but the thing is, he was, I, guarantee you he was looking to make um fake breasts if he 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 wanted to make fake breasts out of the out of human fat 
what leads you to this conclusion, Bill? I'm so curious. You've just peaked. <laughs> <laughs> we need the weirdest sound effect ever now. <laughs> okay, Jerry Brutos. <laughs> um, wow. You just blew my mind. And you know, it's very difficult no, he, to blow my mind. No, he, I've heard no, it all. But, I've seen it all. I'm a true crime no, fanatic. And let Jerry it be known Bruno, right now, Bill just blew my <laughs> fucking mind open, dude. He was Jerry rendering Bruno's, human breast fat to make himself to make fucking crust. And I am not going to disagree with that theory whatsoever. <laughs> because, I mean, he's already, he used wax to make wax. a mold. Mm -hmm. You're a fucking God, criminologist. That's just. That's just, that's just that's what just I, what? that's just what I thought. I was just like, what the hell? I mean, yeah, it's man. just like that. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Why would he keep this thing? You know, why would he keep this shit lying around in, um, in like coffee cans and stuff he like that? Unless butter? he was planning on using, using. No, butter's not human. Soap. Making soap. He... We did. The, you ever hear about the serial killer who, who was in Spain? Who was I have a book on werewolf. I have you a thought book it was on the werewolf her. and made the soap. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I have a book on her about no, the him. future episode. Oh no, you're talking about the Italian lady. I'm not yeah, talking about. The, I'm talking about a maker. guy, a guy in Spain, who thought he was a werewolf. That was make that was rendering the bodies down into soap. Uh, he's a fun one, uh, but um, Robert Pickton. Yeah. Oh, dude, well, he wasn't doing it himself. He was just no. Dude, he was just every time you use, plant. ladies and gentlemen, every time you use shampoo or lotion, just think. Picton. <laughs> so fucking sure. gnarly. Dude, perfume. I'm, I'm telling you, you name it, dude. That shit went out worldwide. But that's why worldwide. he had, that's, yeah, it did. But that that's that's what I guarantee that's why he had that's why he was collecting that stuff. That's why he was rendering it. And I think that you're that. probably right. I'm gonna say yeah. I mean I I don't know, but I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna give fuck yeah, Bill's right. <laughs> He was making a pair of boobies. He was obsessed, dude. Dude, he yeah. cut holes in sheets and put them over his wife just so she could put her boobies through those sheet holes. And he uh, so and he could just the, look and at all, a and white only see the, and all, only, only see the see boobies. boobies. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? Talk about objectifying women or objectifying yeah. the human body, like chimney crickets. Like how <laughs> extreme can you get? You know what I mean? Like it's just mind-boggling. Yeah, and to see someone is not human, you know what I mean? Just to see them as an object, it's sad, and it's disgusting. It and, is. Uh, I mean, I, I, yeah. I, I it's, I it's insane, and I think that you're right. I think that's what he was doing. Like, wow. Well, they didn't find any actual molded boobs, but not he, yet. He just, had, he just hadn't gotten to it yet, right? <laughs> but... I'm gonna need this for later. <laughs> yeah, dude, just to render it down like that. And did yeah. he know what he was doing? Like, that is not a first. That well, that was actually mm -hmm. the. No, that was the first kill. Like, yeah, that that that's not something you do in your first kill. No, no, not at all. Um, I mean, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't. That it's like there's so many different. Um, you know, it's because like I was, like I was a farmer, man, right? And like uh, I killed chickens geese goats and i've inseminated goats i've done all that shit and it's like you know you work wait, up wait. how did you inseminate a goat I no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm, just messing, I'm just messing i'm just messing with you <laughs> you should meet my son he's got a pair of horns growing <laughs> <out 
let's wrap this up. <laughs> Long ass episode. <laughs> but I'm saying you have to work up to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. I mean, it, um, coming Cummings was not his first murder, and yeah, you just don't you just don't do that. It's just like yeah, you know, like Jerry Jerry Brutus did not like make a booby bell out of um out of his first victim that was right. a victim later on i mean you know it's just that no or look at again or something whatever let's get on with it um yeah let's, let's so he up. um was found guilty put on death row he's in san quentin here's something that's very interesting um despite confessing to you know to everything he pled not guilty but uh you know saying that he never meant to kill anybody so he was sentenced to death for four counts of first degree murder on June twenty seventh, two thousand six, and he's still yeah, that on is death row. We didn't say, man. He he said that he was giving them pleasure, and they wanted it. Now this is his thing. They wanted to be choked out because he was a master. I keep saying this: the cartoid cartoid yeah. artery. Yeah. So they keep coming back, and it's so weird that that he was holding that cartoid artery when he got hit by the car, isn't it? Like it's like a running theme. Like if yeah. this was like written by a human and not by the chaos of the universe, you'd be like, like oh, "What's he saying about life?" You know? Yeah, it's like Danny Danny Rowling saying, "I'm sorry after every crime that he committed." But so during sexual intercourse, it is a, a kink by a lot of people to stop the oxygen supply to the brain because it's supposed to give a much um, greater pleasure and like this crazy or, and that's what he said that he was doing for them but the thing well, was we, their bodies we, were battered black and blue right. and they were burned with a cigarette lighter you know you think okay like he want, they wanted to be choked out but like no one wants to fucking be burned with a goddamn they cigarette wanna, lighter dude. They did, a fucking lying piece of shit they did yeah, not they want didn't want to be out. And then he but he back with yeah it's yeah that yeah, was his defense <clears throat> that was his defense it was an accident during kinky sex yeah but that comes up so much in these serial yeah, killer cases it though it's you just do. like um oh she wanted it oh it, it it just got a little bit too rough no a little bit no. too if she's saying oh my god you're fucking killing me stop now uh, okay no, no, no. It's like they Can just kill stop? a woman and they're like, it was kinky sex. And it, it was for you, yeah. but you were raping them, you fucking piece of shit. And you murdered exactly. them. Yeah. Exactly. Fuck this guy. They did not want that. No. Uh, but he They was, were prostitutes. They were just trying to make some money. The one woman was trying to literally buy food for her milk for her. Yeah, the one at the Flying J that yeah. I stayed she at. She was literally trying to make money for her baby. She wasn't interested in being choked out and burned with a cigarette lighter. I don't think angry. anybody. Sorry. I don't think it. I don't think anybody would. <clears throat> yeah, burn me with a cigarette lighter. I mean, you maybe you'd be surprised, but. Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I guess I am vanilla. No, but that, that is not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's he's on death row in San Quentin, and obviously moratorium on death penalty and everything. So he's going to die in prison. But in court, there's a picture. There's a picture of him when he's in court, and he looks a lot like Doctor Phil. <laughs> no he's like no dr phil no, there, there's one picture no dr phil's bigger but there's one no way picture. he's big i thought he when no, you but, say big what do you mean like he looks more intimidating to me 
He's got a rough face. He looks like he yeah, he mess. does. But there, there's Doctor Phil picture. looks like he's been pampered. You know what I mean? He just looks. Like, you know what I mean? This guy there's, looks like he's been around the motherfucking block. Dude. Okay, there's there's one picture where he looks like a rougher Doctor Phil, and I'll, so I'll give you that. You know who but... he looks like to me? You know who he looks like to me? Dog the bounty hunter. Maybe, no? maybe no? you're not seeing maybe. it. Maybe. Maybe. Just haggard. I just had to think about that for a second. Maybe, <laughs> but still, but there's one picture. It's only one picture, but he actually it reminded me of Doctor Phil. I so I, I had to do that. So um, you know that Doctor so, Phil's a fake and a liar and, and not. A oh, doctor. he's a fucking piece of shit. He's a fucking piece of shit. Here we go. Hell yeah. But, uh, so oh, you know what we did? We did Luca Magnata and like did a whole thing on like postmodernism and Dr. Phil and shit. It's really cool. Oh, Luca Magnata was our second episode. We did not get that de- deep into it. We did a two-parter <laughs> on him. A two-parter. <laughs> but we like expanded it to be this whole philosophical treaty because, the dude, he is... You know that I we went on... When we were doing all the research, We I did so much research on him, dude. It's insane. There's still all these Facebook pages that he made that you can find. I know. They're still out there. Yeah. They're still on there. It's so weird, dude. I was finding so many of them and shit and like looking at them and shit. And I was just being like, wow. Well, don't, don't, you know, don't listen to our Luca Magnata episode because um, it it won't measure up to what you did. (laughs) It's awesome. I, I have one more little paragraph to go. And this is about Kelly. So, um, it needs, hold on. I want to talk to about in. existentialism and Sartre real quick. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So, um, his ex wife, Kelly, really freaked out because, um, you know, he'd been out there like killing people and everything, and he could have easily come for her. Yeah, but she she had she had Bob. bouts of I love you, Bob. <laughs> yeah. Bob is the hero of the story. Bob is. But um but she had bouts of survivor's guilt and she died of cancer in twenty twenty. And one of the last mm. things that she did was tell her story and and she she said in the documentary that she felt that she had to do it. So that's it. <laughs> the story is over. <laughs> or is it? Dun, right, I'm gonna get, dun, I'm gonna get ready. Or is it? Are, are you trying to do sound effects? Is that what's yes, every time I look over and I'm like, I'm like, what is going on with him? And I'm like, he's they're not working. <laughs> what the fuck? They're not working. You gotta After get high tech like tried, me, dude. I tried to do that. Like, the bum bum bum. Can you hear that? Well, here yours. You've got like a little Area 51 I'm, playing saucer. I'm high tech, dude. This is how we do it in murder culture. Come on, don't let me don't leave me hanging. Yeah, man, I love that movie. Mars Attacks. I mean, it's a movie about like the nerd who has to repopulate the earth with Natalie 
Portman at the end. Oh, <laughs> it must be like it's like a fantasy movie. Classic. A very dork, including goddamn Tim Burton. And Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> Look, there's a weird nerdy girl, and I have to repopulate the earth with her. Okay. <laughs> let's go. Let's get it. let's let's get it on. <laughs> anyway, um, thanks a lot for listening, everybody. We appreciate the hell out of it. Um, definitely like, subscribe, and you know, comment and all that good stuff and everything on you know YouTube and all the other platforms and everything. And thanks, thanks once again for um, you know to Matthew for you know filling filling in it's always a pleasure and definitely this will not be the last time that matthew is on ckcb so well thank you so much for having me oh absolutely it's a pleasure (laughs) i love it our listeners won't hear this but this episode was actually almost five hours long (laughs) <laughs> a lot of bad jokes <laughs> so anyway so um so check us you know so murder coaster murder coaster podcast yes that's me uh check us out hit them murder up coaster podcast uh dot com um uh, you know we're out there so And until next week, later.